Hello, beautiful people. It is Amazon's first night owning Thursday night, Football Thursday, September 15th, 2022. This show starts now. Football is all we're going to be talking about today because tonight, two of the youngest and brightest stars will battle on Amazon Prime for the first time this season. Kirk Herbstreit, Al Michaels will be on the call, and the stars will be out in the AFC West. Cannot wait to watch tonight's game alongside all the boys here at Ty Schmidt at Boston Connor. You guys are looking fantastic today at the Toxic Table. Thank you very much, sir. You, Pat, new outfit looking great. Fiddler. A little winter green. Yeah, I got a pair of Brian Ostrich boots. That's hard to wear. You can't wear that with all black, obviously, so I had to switch up the color a little bit. Winter green, same tank top from Amazon, same great size, a little lighter color. So my nips will probably show throughout Hell the yeah. evening if I'm either cold, <laughs> excited, or just completely bored. At Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer. Dad Cowboys is here and back in studio once again after hosting an incredible Everything DB yesterday on this show. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of NFL Matchups and Man to Man Podcast, Darius Butler. Hey, D Butt, great to see you, pal. Great to see you. Hey, the great Everything too, DB said yesterday. On YouTube, over 150,000 views already. Super informative, super insightful. I can't wait to see you be able to do that with a touchscreen type thing in the Thunderdome. Mm -hmm. It is going to be majestic. Now, today we will have another packed day of good football and information and good football chatter. We have Kurt Warner joining us in the second hour. About an hour and 16 minutes from now, Kurt Warner will join us. Hall of Famer, man whose life... Was made into a rom com. Yeah. yeah. Two underdog. The underdog story. Is that a rom com? No, that was a. Uh... Feel good. Feel good. Yeah, story. what's that one? Uh, Hallmark. Lifetime. Was it Hallmark. Yeah, yeah. Hallmark. It was a Hallmark movie. movie. Yeah. Great there's, football. There's great definitely football, football in there. Right and most again. football movies aren't about the football. But I had no idea what I was signing up for when I went in to watch American Underdog Story because of how much I like Kurt Warner. I didn't know I was going to be learning about. You know, emotions that I didn't even know I had because I never watched sure. a Disney movie growing up. Hell so, yeah. Kurt Warner brought me to a lot of places, including a lot of high times whenever he was slinging a pigskin on a football field. Now, yeah. great, obviously, with the NFL Network. We'll chat with him in the second hour. Vaughn Miller will join us here in about two hours or so, coming Ooh. off the practice field, chit-chatting about how great the Buffalo Bills are. Also, the triangle on the back of the head. Very hmm. interesting. Means enlightenment and spiritual searching oh, and everything like that. Right. He was on... What Some people What's this say? guy's problem? What Some people you? may what? say that's no. what it stands for. No, I mean, let's not Nobody get crazy. Says that. Not just I want to say it. Use. What's that? What do you say it stands for? I say it stands for the first shape you learn after circle. All right. Well square? Said. Fair. Why? Triangle usually before square because triangle's got three points. Well, the thing about the triangle is it's, uh, it's always directing all of its power in the direction that it is pointing. And I learned that from a Vaughn Miller tweet the other day when he was chit-chatting about why his haircut was his haircut because he was on Come On Man on Monday Night Football because of his haircut. So I assume there was people thinking they could roast Vaughn Miller. And Vaughn Miller went to his Twitter and said, oh, I hope you feel good. Why am I dressed up? Oh, I just left my mom's funeral. That's basically what you put me on Come On Man. Oh, this actually means that I'm trying to find myself and I'm I'm happy and I'm enlightened and I'm moving on and and there's a new chapter in my life. So thanks for making fun of me. I think it was one of those tweets, which I like. I like anytime you just go and... Yeah. How's it it going? We'll chat with him about that, the Bills team, him being a future GM, and maybe being the first guy ever to win a Super Bowl with three different teams. An absolute lightning rod for every team he's gone to. Can't wait to chat with him in the third hour. A.J. Hawk will be here. Chuck Pagano will be here. Can't wait. This will be a segment we'll be doing all year. 
be Coach P's keys. Okay. Ooh. We'll be getting a chance to go inside a team meeting room on a Wednesday morning. Now, this is a Thursday night game, so you'd have to think this would be a Monday morning team meeting. Normal work week flow in the NFL. Wednesday morning, normally that's whenever you're putting everything in. Thursday, Friday, fast Friday, Saturday walk through travel, Sunday game, put that shit on repeat all the way through the season. Thursday adjust, Monday adjust, everything like that. This going to be a Wednesday morning meeting for both teams playing tonight. Let's go. Hell on. yeah. It's, it is going to be awesome. <laughs> Love that. Me and Darius are the only people that have ever been in a Chuck Pagano team meeting on a Wednesday morning. This is going to be good. Oh, yeah. As soon as I synced it live in person, I thought to myself, this is amazing content. Yeah. And here we are just a few years later, and it's like, hey, Chuck, you remember that? <laughs> remember that team meeting you fucking did? Yeah, can we do that as a show? Well, what? We'll have footage rights for you. Yeah. You break it all down. You get right back into that team meeting. I think he's excited about it. I had Foxy here until uh, midnight hey, last night. You know, let's go. Burning midnight oil. I think Foxy's ready to put a game plan together right now. I am. Let's go, Chuck. It's going to be electric. I hope Chuck gets lost in it. I, I hope wait. he does, too. Yeah. Foxy and Chuck have gotten lost in this for the last yep. like 24 hours. <laughs> in the lab. It has been fantastic. Let's go. I, I, Foxy, there's cues. Foxy and him are a team here. <laughs> oh, we're dialing. Oh, yeah, so there used to be a guy that he had on his staff. Luck. Mate, luck. Yep. Lucky Luck. Luck, luck, whatever his name was, he was assistant to the coach. He was the one that had to put all these together. Mm-hmm. And anytime something froze, which w- <laughs> did happen, <laughs> Chuck would just turn his head and be like, come on, come on, come on, we're rolling here. <laughs> you know, like, let's go, guy, let's get this going. And anytime you have graphics or anything, there's a chance you you got to be on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> so Chuck and Foxy were trying to build up their team chemistry quickly. It mm-hmm. felt like me and the game day crew, you know, on that Friday, sitting down trying to build up the chemistry as quick as possible because Chuck and Foxy are going to dance a couple times this show today. Oh, yeah. And I can't wait to watch it, can't wait to learn, and can't wait to be informed on tonight's massive matchup on Amazon Prime Thursday Night Football when the Chargers travel to the kingdom and take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Justin Herbert going to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, let's fucking go. Four and a half point spread. Kirk Herbstreet out. Michael's on the call. I heard they were at a fantastic dinner last night. Really? Nice. Yes. Odds are high in the Amazon okay. crew. Like uh, and uh, we can't wait to watch. But before we get to that, we have a couple breaking news subjects that we need to attend to. Whoa. Okay. Breaking news. That. Breaking news. I obviously have the incredible opportunity of being on an institution in the sports media world, College Game Day. That's right. Last week was the first time I was at the table in a full-time role, and it was the honor of a lifetime from a college football and a football fan mm-hmm. as a whole. Getting to sit up on that desk while the thousands and thousands of University of Texas fans are losing their minds behind us with a couple Bama Roll Tide fans sprinkled in. It was 106 degrees, lost 15 pounds, maybe 20, but I had the time of my life, the morning of my life, and I'm excited to continue my journey with College Game Day. With that being said, I am being asked to do something for the show, College Game Day. And we should not take this lightly. No, no. Never. No, no, no. Just a couple years ago, we were showing a basement that was haunted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, we're moving into a brand new studio next week. Mm -hmm. And we're breaking news for ESPN right now. Here we go. When College Game Day travels into those beautiful hills in North Carolina, they'll be stopping at the 96th city that they have been to in the illustrious College Game Day run. Boom. That'll be the 77th different school that College Game Day has gone to. The mood and environment 
and energy is supposed to be at the top of the top. The people at Appalachian State have been waiting for this for a long time. Back whenever they fucking upset Michigan, when Corey Lynch, former Indianapolis Colts, cuts through, blocks a kick, suck it in their face, Appalachian State folks are going bananas in the hills of North Carolina. Now, after beating Texas A&M, the show will go to Boone, North Carolina, and the celebrity guest picker will be App State's finest, CMA, Entertainer of the Year. It has been confirmed. Luke Combs. Give me a long niggas cold beer. It broke my heart. All Saturday morning, congrats to App State for getting game day and having an incredible team. Congrats to all of us for getting to say what we just said. I can't wait to see this showman. Yeah. Uh This songwriting. What? Singing his ass off. Beast of a country musician. Luke Combs this weekend. It is going to be a blast. Congrats to all of us for getting to enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah, everybody. Luke. That's going to be cool. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. That's, it's going to be hard not to just, you know. Just in the middle of a. Yeah. Every time he speaks. <laughs> so I've already, in my head, I've already done it a thousand times. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, I need not do it. But I can already see it. If I'm lucky to be a part of the picks at the end, I mean, I'm going to have to wait on it, hold on it, don't oh, release it too early. Oh, yeah. hold, hold, hold. Because the first game that they're going to offer up and he's sitting next to me, I'm going to be like, I'm more sure of that, Luke, than uh, It's going to be yeah. hard not to just yeah. with yeah. him. You know? Hey, you can bite your tongue all day. You can that's, use it a couple that's times. That's one of the greatest, There's like, so just... Yeah. Unbelievable. Things that have ever been created to yeah. mm-hmm. The white. White. Amazing. Of course. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he hit that law in the studio, he heard all the whites. Yeah, yeah he, knew. he knew. He heard them all. Mm-hmm. Very intoxicated all around. Oh, yeah, give me one. Yeah. Beer broke my oh, what a banger. Yeah, Congrats uh, to all of us. Can't wait to meet Luke Combs. You know who this guy is? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Love him. Great. Talent. Awesome. You know why? CMA Entertainer of the Year. He doesn't just sing songs and write songs. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. When he's on the fucking stage, D-Butt. <sighs> Electric. Brains we're running it. it. Yeah. Punting cups, solo cups. Yeah. I mean, bombing. Shotgun and beers. Yeah. I mean, he's shotgun and beers up there. He's taking, guy, he's taking drumsticks, banging them off a of sim. I mean, he mm-hmm. is losing his yeah. Throwing the drumsticks in there. And then... <laughs> I mean, it is. So your favorite song of his, D-Butt? That, the one you guys were singing. Yeah. Now, I actually mentioned that before we went live. You said, oh, I love that long neck, ice cold beer uh-huh. song. Never Are you going home. to App State this weekend? Did you say you want to go? No, you, I won't be able to make it this uh, weekend. Unfortunately. Hey, one week we'll be able to get you Absolutely. there. Absolutely. I got to go see Luke Combs, man, live, though. I got to see that. I'm telling you, and this is just, this, I've never met him. He sent us some Crocs. He did. Yeah, he sent us sweet. some Crocs and yep. uh, some other stuff one time. CD. I should wear those, I guess. It's, no, I can't wear them. They're, uh, but they do have them. They are my size. Yeah, maybe bring him. Just, you know. just maybe re-gift him. Are yeah. me and him crocked up? Me and Luke Combs. Yeah, yeah. I've never met the guy, but big fan of his, and I think this is cool for uh, game day. Got it right here. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like this is this is who this is how I don't because he's got a concert in Wisconsin. Right, we just talked to Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Oh yeah, Friday and Saturday. So he's got a concert up there. So thank you to him for making it happen, uh-huh. and thank you to ESPN for making it happen because mm-hmm. this is like the right. Feels like that's the right play. Also, breaking news, and we might as well get right what? to it. Right oh, shit. More? Two? No, well, yeah, this isn't really. I guess it is breaking news. Okay. Sweet. Our first collaboration <laughs> with NFL Films has been completed. 
What? Our episodic partnership weekly with behind the scenes mic'd up footage, never before seen footage from the sideline of the football savants, the players themselves remixing plays, audibling plays, uh, and our part. I swear in it. Oh, yeah. I swear. Excuse a couple times. I swear in it a couple times. Yeah. It is. Our NFL Films partnership is one that is going to be looked back upon as a great one. It's going to be looked back upon as groundbreaking for this particular show. Look what we got to do with fucking Darius yesterday yeah. with everything yep. DB learning the game. Today with Coach P. Obviously, everybody else that's going to come on and do their thing, Hasselbeck, AQ, right. and everybody that we're going to be able to show highlights for and break down footage for. We're going to look back and say, you remember in 2022, whenever we shook the hand that shook the hand of Steve Sable, yeah. and then we got a deal done and we're able to run some footage. We're going to be able to do some cool things. We're also going to look back and say, how about when we collabed with like the Scorsese of football? Yes. yes. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for episode one, five-minute episode of uh, Big Brain Football, brought to you by us and NFL Films. We hope you enjoy it. Cheers. Big Brain Football. Man, I love this. What is it about this spectacular game that we all love? The passing, the running, the hitting, the kicking, the scheming, the drama, the athleticism? Let's go, let's go. Right here, big drop. I think it's a combination of all of those things, but I believe it all boils down to this. The competition level is fucking awesome. For the win with two seconds left. A finger can literally be the difference between a W and an L. What a turn of events! It's what makes football wildly fun to watch and in turn, wildly fun to bet on, but I digress. The reason I'm doing this segment every week is to hopefully grow the respect for the game and to give love to the players who make all of this shit happen. Not just their skill and their amazing playmaking ability. What I really like is the finish, man. Not a lot of guys will be able to make that six points. This will be all about respecting these guys' big fucking brains. Strong like bull. Smart like tractor. You gotta be smart in this game, man. Coaches usually get all of the credit in this beautiful minds of football space, but I want to shine a light on the players' brains. Let's go do this thing, baby. Let's go. Stuff like Mahomes and Kelsey cooking up a last-second drive in one of the best playoff games of all time. They're playing like that. That seam is open. That's the ball go down immediately. Bills rush four. Mahomes throws. Kelsey open inside the 40. Breaks the tackle and down. And stuff like this, all from week one. How about scary Terry McLaurin recognizing a corner is playing lazy cover two technique all game, telling everyone and their mother about it. Try to let us run by that dude, bro. This cover two, bro. They playing it so lazy. They're playing lazy over there all day. Then, in the fourth quarter, when it matters, Carson Wentz hits Terry behind that lazy cover two corner. Taking a shot down the field. There's McLaurin. Oh, it's again. Again. That's big brain football. Come on, man! Hey, I did lazy all day. All day. How about Sunday night in Dallas? Tom Brady asking Mike Evans, what you want, babe? And Evans calling his shot. Give me the fade. Yo, Tom said, what you want? Tom said, what you want, babe? I said, fade. He knows the man across from him and knows how to beat him. I know how to get him. He tried to do that little stab. Yeah. I slow played. Back out. I slapped him so hard right there at the line. Watch me see him. I slapped him. That's some beautiful, big brain football.
Hard to beat in the air, Mike Evans. Which brings us to our main feature this week, Josh Allen. He doesn't just have a big arm. He doesn't just have big gawness. He has a big old brain, too. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Up 14 against the world champs, third and four. He's across the line from a man who called him trash just four years ago. Allen knows that that particular man peeks and cheats himself, a big brain player trying to gain an advantage, often with eyes more on the quarterback and less on the receivers. He's thinking you ain't going to throw a ball deep. So five is, five is literally looking and not even worried about throwing the trips. Allen knows Jalen Ramsey loves sitting on routes, especially on third and four, the bunny down. So he tells his guy, Mr. Minneapolis Miracle himself, Stephon Dix, hey, dude, don't run the called route. Just go deep. Can you take us through the touchdown, just what you saw in that play? Josh told me, showed me just run. Allen's hunch that five would peak and Diggs could get behind him paid off like a same game parlay. Their corners were really looking at the quarterback, and Diggs just ran a heck of a route. Zone cover, Jalen Ramsey was trying to read the eyes of Josh Allen and let Diggs go past him, and Josh Allen soars it over Ramsey's head. The look on Josh's face when he runs up on Ramsey is quite a, what was that, pal, moment. I'm sure he's saying something like, I knew you would do the exact thing you just did, so I told my guy to adjust, and we beat your ass. That's not trash, Jalen. That's not a garbage pick. No, no, that's big brain football. Look at Marvin, he's going to I hang my hat on as a player that he got that dog. The amount of times this stuff happens in an NFL game is straight up wild. I was lucky enough to see it firsthand from the sheriff and so many other genius teammates. Every week this season, you'll get this feature right here on this show from us and our friends at NFL Films giving love to the players for their commitment to the game, for their smarts, for their big brain football. Wasn't no butch. I just got a big brain, bro. See, I got a big brain. Smart guys. Hey. That was that was dope. That was pretty sick. That was dope. Yeah, I'm so happy to be doing this with NFL Films. So whenever we're going through the whole process of what we wanted to do, how we wanted to do it, it was like I want to showcase like the players making the audibles on the goddamn mm-hmm. field because I understand that the coaches have big brains and they do, and we're going to hear one mm-hmm. whenever yeah. Chuck comes out here and breaks down tonight's game in the fashion that he's going to do it. But players are making adjustments all the time as well. So whenever a player comes out and says like, yeah, like a little bit more say in some things, I think this will be a good you know, hopeful piece throughout the year that shows like, yeah, these guys have been in football for 20 years as well. Like, hey, yeah. there's guys that have been in football for 30 years in the NFL. They might know it at a pretty high level. Let's go ahead and spotlight that, D. But I enjoyed that a lot, the making of that. Loved it, man. That's pros being pros. And now fans get a, a more of an inside look. And obviously, I'm going to be here with Chuck, who, you know, he was my head coach for six years. But we had a lot of dialogue. And he would, I guess, empower me to make calls or make certain adjustments, knowing that I put in the work and kind of earn that from him. So it's dope that the fans get to see that it's gonna be really 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 awesome i like it how about gabe davis there was a i don't want to give away too much of that particular clip it was a little bit longer when we first saw it and it's been a great mm-hmm. hey the people at nfl films supply chain issues on monday of course yep. it's tough that's gonna Habits. get figured out that's gonna to. get figured out but they have been amazing in the collaborative yeah. effort they're like hey is this something you're thinking of is this something you're mm-hmm. thinking of then they start piecing it together it's like yes this is this is fucking awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Gabe Davis, whenever he's telling them, like, hey, anytime you go trips away from me, he's just sitting. He's just looking, looking, looking. At the end of that clip, he actually looks at Stefan and goes, 
might treat you a little different. Though. Yeah. <laughs> like, it actually, uh-huh. like it was like a funny part. It didn't make it into the final cut because we try to get it down a little bit. But it's like those types of conversations are, I think, what a, a lot of guys miss from playing the game as well. Oh, yeah. It's like figuring out, like they were trying to figure it. They had a game plan. This is what we're going to do. This is what we've been doing. But then in the game, realizing what's going on, scary Terry McLaurin being like, hey, I, I don't... I understand that I might just be talking out of pure confidence here, and you got to have a ridiculous amount of confidence. These motherfuckers are just chilling on this. Mm-hmm. They are just chilling on this, chilling on this. And then the ability to adapt, whether it's play call or a quarterback or the players coming together in a collaborative effort, like it's a beautiful thing. Big thank you to NFL Films for allowing us to do that. And I hope everybody enjoys the hell out of it. Honestly, I, I hope everybody enjoys the yep. fuck out of that. Yeah, because that doesn't feel like anything that even commentators of the game while you're watching would notice or even know of. And especially when a lot of times, like, oh, they must have made halftime adjustments, like the coach. Coaches, you know, sometimes they get credited where really it's just the wide receivers, the quarterbacks having conversations on the sideline like, hey, actually, this is how they're playing it. Let's try and, you know, later in the game when we need it, exploit it. And it's unreal to be able to see those conversations happen. Just billions and billions of dollars are made and invested in the NFL. And it gets down to the red zone. It's Tom Brady and Mike Evans. Going, what do you want, babe? <laughs> what do yeah, you, exactly. you want, babe? What do you, you want? Fade? All right, fuck. All right, yep. That's what we're doing. Everybody else, it's a run play. It's a run play. Uh-huh. Yeah, all right. Hundreds of millions of dollars are being paid to these guys. At the end of the day, it's fucking football. Yeah, what can win? How do, you, how do you beat this guy? Let's beat him and let's go for it. Uh, congrats to the NFL Films people for putting together yeah, yeah, a great yeah. piece. And thank you for allowing us to be a part of it. Now let's dive into tonight's game. Four and a half is the spread. Uh-huh. Chiefs are favored on the uh, Chiefs are favored at home with the Chargers. AFC West rival coming into town. I know Chuck's going to break down in beautiful fashion and give us a lot of stats and facts. That feels like a lot of points. Tone, did, it didn't. It was nowhere near four and a half, right? Was it or did it move here? When, yeah, it opened at three, uh, as far as as oh. I know, and then went up to four and a half. Um, now. Chiefs looked really good last week against the Cardinals. Chargers looked pretty good against the, the Raiders, forced a lot of uh, sacks and turnovers. Uh, Chargers played the Chiefs well last year. Um, so I, th- I think, I don't know, this is like, I think this might be an overreaction to the Chiefs looking really good last week because pe- and people forget how good the Chargers have played the Chiefs. But, that, I mean, we could be sitting here tonight, same same thing as last week, and go, and the Chiefs could be up by fucking 20. And that and we, of course, the Chiefs yeah. is the yeah. Chiefs. Yeah. That can really happen in any game, which is why to lead off that entire segment, we started with like the competition level was fucking awesome. Because yeah. literally any given Sunday, the year we were 2-14, and 14, there was nine games that were single-score games yeah. that like could have went the other way. We were a bad team, could have won some games because things go our way. But you're right. Tonight could be a night where we go, the Chiefs is still the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey is still Travis Kelsey. What yeah. were we even thinking? But also, I think the Chargers... T- Command a lot more respect this particular year than maybe in years past. D, but you've been on the Chargers wagon since the very beginning because yep. you love Justin Herbert. Tonight, how do you see it going? It's a it's a rivalry matchup. So what does that mean? What does that mean? You play somebody twice a year. I mean, it means a lot. You know, these games you know mean almost like a game and a half. And if you're looking at these two opponents, they know you know they're going to be both of them probably in it at the end. Um, this division's probably going to come down to them. So it's big, and it's obviously a short week, so you don't have too much time to get caught up in and thinking about it. But um, yeah, I've been on the Chargers from the jump from the first time I saw Herbert get thrown in there against this Chiefs team and they've I feel like only gotten better oh the golf tee yeah, yeah. the mm-hmm. golf tee but um you know Herbert got yep. better yeah. uh Staley obviously you know he, he was a rookie head coach last year learned a lot on the fly I think he's gotten better and Telesco did everything he could in his power to make this roster better so um should be a good game I won't make a pick yet until I see coach P get up here and give me a real breakdown AJ jumps on but uh yeah. a lot of points four and a half points a lot of points it does feel like a lot of points for a team that plays each other twice what so how does that, from your position, yep. 
my position, play somebody twice. Who gives, we play them ten times. I'm playing a guy. I'm playing one guy every single time. But there's just like a natural familiarity for what they're going to do. And on Thursday night football, normally things are going to be pretty basic anyway. So the familiarity is a big deal whenever yeah. people are in the division. That's why some people just have people's numbers. For instance, we're talking about the Chargers playing them tough, the Chiefs were a wagon at one point. Like sure. wagon, wagon, wagon. Then they play that Chargers team, yeah. and the Chargers like have their number for whatever reason. They're in the division. What does that familiarity really mean? You know their concepts. You know what they like to do. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, you know, because it's one thing about uh, it's one thing seeing guys on film and then being on the field with them. It, you, you feel their tempo. You feel them kind of like some of those things we saw at Brick Brain Football. Hey, this guy's lazy in his cover two technique. Run plays, I can run him off. So just different things you pick up on. Derwin James, he's seen Travis Kelsey uh, a, a ton. So he kind of will get a feel for his certain routes. They know their formations. Some crazy, wacky things that if you if you're the Cardinals and you play the Chiefs first week of the season – you're probably never going to see that red zone shit again. The Chargers have been seeing this for years, so it's a, that's where the familiarity comes in at. And then the coaching staffs as well, just knowing uh, knowing each other. Um, and, it, you know, hopefully you get that rivalry. The, the fans, I feel like, are a little more into it when it's, um, you know, like the rivalry. Well, yeah, it's just high, a yeah. little different. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad uh, we get this game this early. And, you know, they knew this Thursday night game was coming up, these coaches, so I'm sure they had a good game plan going into this season for week one and then like, hey, week two, I'm oh. going to have to throw some wrinkles in for this, for that, for these certain matchups. So it's going to be a good one. I expect a good one. What are you going to say, Tom? Since Justin Herbert has started, they lost in overtime his first start. They won the next two, and then they lost in overtime the last game. So they've all been pretty close. Or Chargers have won. Well, West Virginia lost by 13 in overtime. Yeah, yeah. that did happen. That point. So I can't really. One of one, really. That yeah. may never happen again. Yeah, exactly. That may never happen again. I mean, how about Kansas just rock chalk, Jaycock, and all over that field? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you normally get that pick in the second overtime, you go down. No, walk off. We're walking this right into that student center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chiefs have had that type of success, or I should say lack of success in the last 10 years or whatever. Their their total was two and a half wins for the season. They're going to take that one back to the house. Because I was just half thinking four and a half, go to overtime, we're cool. And then I was like, no, uh-huh. probably not, actually. Not Neil Brown's yeah. There's a chance. There's a chance <laughs> that this is just a touchdown out of nowhere, and it ruins everybody's hopes and uh-huh. dreams on the plus four and a half. Because for me, it's natural for me to lean towards the plus four and a half. Mm-hmm. Sure. Natural. Chiefs win though, like that. Yeah. That I think that's kind of how everybody uh-huh. is viewing this in this room. I think at the moment, Coach B could change the way we're looking at this whole For thing. Sure. But that is, I feel like, how everybody. And now that kind of scares me a little bit that this is just making way too much sense. All of a sudden. Well, and I feel like last year too with the Chiefs when like they they were just very kind of inconsistent early, and we we were betting on them a bunch, and then it was like. You, you almost couldn't trust them, so we stepped away. But then we, you, you always say, like, hey, the Chiefs are still that team that can turn it on whenever. Like, you, we saw how they played last oh, week, yeah. so it's so hard not to just kind of fall in love and, and be enamored by them. But also, like, I think it's it's easy to look at the Chargers and be like, oh, Keenan Allen's not playing. But Herbert's one of those guys where, like, that don't mean shit. He's still going <laughs> to throw it all over the field. Yeah. Like, he's that's not going to, you know, hinder him in, in any capacity. He's going to find someone else. But it is hard not to just be like, oh, I mean, look how the Chiefs played last week. It's hard not to bet on them. Yeah, it feels like the whole offseason was kind of, like, heard by the Chiefs. And they poked, like, everybody kind of poked yeah. the bear a little bit. Yes. And now Mahomes, like, doesn't really. There were some throws last week where the Cardinals were playing perfect coverage and Mahomes <laughs> was just putting 
in it in a mm-hmm. bucket. Like it feels as though he's kind of locked in another level. They made the offensive line, you know, they kind of redid that last year. Took him a little bit. Now it feels like they're all on the same page. Clyde Edwards-Alaire looked as good as he's looked last week too. And because of what Mahomes said, like yeah, sure, Derwin James might lock down Travis Kelsey, but this entire week they might have been like, hey, Travis, we Sorry know Derwin's on the field, so we're just gonna kind of you'll get the ball still because you're Travis Kelsey. Red zone, third downs. Yeah, but we're gonna work MVS. We're gonna work Juju and like the familiarity. It feels like there isn't much with a lot of the Chiefs and the Chargers. Like JC Jackson, if he plays, be like one of the that's few good times he's played. That's yep. good storyline. He's time. questionable, yeah. but it's a Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. Week two. In my head, he's playing. Hundred percent. They said it's a game time decision. So like this is a big this is a big game. Week two though. I don't know why you're making game time decisions week two. You had a yeah. long season. Division yeah. game. Don't you think? It's a big game. Maybe this is a situation where he could have possibly played week one. Well that's what like, I'm you thinking. Know, yeah, let's hold it. Let's be safe. Um we don't I don't know, you know, it was an ankle, but I'm not sure exactly what it was. But if he plays, obviously that's a big I think thing. he's up. Yeah. He I, I think he's up. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know why on a Thursday you would have Week two, like so mm-hmm. early week two on a Thursday, you, you might as well just give him another fucking week and a half yeah. If, yeah. if it actually is questionable. Yeah. But it is the division game, I guess. But you, this is a staple of your team going forward. You just paid this motherfucker. A lot of money, yeah. You got 15 games left after this game. Now, it is division game. I understand that. But still, like Thursday, if, if it is actually questionable... I would think you would just uh-huh. give yeah, another week and a half, and yeah, then there's true. no longer Long season. That's a, yeah, there's no longer questionable. So in my eyes, I think they're doing this to keep it like a guessing game. But he's he has to be up. I, I assume they ruled others out. Keenan out, right. others out. He's questionable. And I, I was talking to Chuck about this. The designation is a big deal because if you put somebody as something they can't play, this is like IR with four weeks. Mm-hmm. So questionable still gives them the opportunity to play. So maybe it is a game time decision in week two. But that just that feels like a little bit early to be doing that for one of your fucking stars. I agree with you 100%. If it's a game, a true game time decision in week two, does this game count more than the 14 other games that are going to be played after this? Like if something happens. Whoa, whoa. And, and I believe he was Tony. born. Tony. Tony. What? Welcome to 2022, dude. What? What? 15. 15. 15. 15. Whatever. <laughs> uh, you're old school. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're fucking old. He, I guess he was born, I think Raph said, with an extra bone in his foot, and he got it taken out because it was bothering him. That's why. That's why it yeah. bothered him in New England. Oh, that sound too bad. Dude. Well, it, Carson, I mean, remember, he had that yeah. thing in his foot that it didn't matter until he got here, and then they took it out, and he felt much better, and he played. He was able to play through two sprained ankles. Yeah, I mean, the water's just softer <laughs> in L.A. You know, maybe that's what it is more so than New England. I am so sick of these Commanders fans tweeting, by the way. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. That was yeah, just wait. Just shit. Yeah, shut last wait. week too, uh, <laughs> Chris Godwin was a game time decision. I think going into that Sunday he night, and he and they played, playing, and then he, was and hurt. he got hurt with a hamstring. Now he's so, going to be out uh, a couple weeks. Uh, can yeah. we can we make a proclamation? And I don't want our world to continue to get softer because it feels like that is happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even though every video of people fighting on the internet makes me think, oh maybe. And maybe still, got, still got, like yeah. that video from three years ago that just resurfaced on the internet sure. yeah. of Vernon Golston just knocking out 15 guys. Yeah. Like, it's cool. It's cool to see. It's yeah. like uh, we still got those guys out there. Yes. You know, like because oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. we might need them. You know, because the Navy's like, hey, we don't want to release everything we know about unidentified aerial phenomenon because we fear that people will freak out. It's like, all right, well, send this video back to them yeah. whenever they show up. Vernon Golston fighting 15 guys in a fucking parking lot. Now, Vernon Golston, those might remember as a bust in the NFL. Uh, but remember, just because he might not have made video. it in the NFL, this is what he looks like amongst regular human beings. <laughs> yeah. This is like 3 a.m. in the club. That was a big right. Guy didn't eat it. Vernon Golston says, listen, okay, we're all in this club oh. together. Sorry, didn't know that was your woman. All right, whatever the deal is. 
You guys need to relax. They start attacking from behind. And in one of these moments here, I think like right now, he's going to say, all right, enough is enough. Yep. I mean, he tried to. Here he, it is. He yeah. yeah, he yep. tried his best. And it's though. over. Yeah, yeah. It's, these guys are all about to die right bang now. Bang it up, bang it up, bang it up. Boom. I'm vertical. So I'm bigger, stronger, faster than all of you. Boom, 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 boom. Off the car, one of you. Another person get off the car. I mean, we still got these guys out here. So I don't want to be like a part of thinking that the world is soft and everything like that. I don't want any game time decisions before week four anymore. There's no point. In the NFL. I would like like it to be ruled out. I would like it to be completely ruled out. No game time decisions before week four. If it's that big of a question mark, you got 17 fucking games in this season. It's it's a long time. You might as well just give another week if it's going to take all the way up to the last Mm -hmm. minute. Now, whenever the games are like, hey, we need it, so we all get playoff checks, need it, so we get home field advantage, need it, or we're fucked, completely understand but week two what are we i don't, I don't know if that's a, so that's why i think he's up i don't think brandon staley is you know i think he cares about his players a mm-hmm. lot yeah. i don't think he would want jc jackson to be like hey we're forcing him but maybe jc is like no no i want to play and they're just doing this to appease him maybe I don't that's know. what I, I would imagine that he's chomping at the bit to go play after signing that big deal you know but but also to your point like it's it's a thursday night game if it was sunday okay maybe but like if if he wasn't feeling okay enough to at least at least go like they four said, days ago yeah, yeah they would have said on monday like no he's out he's not playing he's not playing on thursday night that's basically what happened with keenan Allen. i mean i guess it was yesterday but that, that news first came out on tuesday and i think yeah. you know it was like oh okay well he's probably not gonna play then i think the reason why we're talking about this so much is because it is a big deal if he's playing right mm-hmm. he's oh, yeah. a game changer this guy definitely absolutely a game changer and, with Khalil uh, Mack rushing with a pass rusher, yeah, yeah. Bosa, Khalil Mack. Obviously, Derwin's back out, and he's great. And then on the other side with the Chiefs, Trent McDuffie, your first mm-hmm. round pick at corner. He played really good last week. All the rookies played good at corner last week. Sauce, Sauce, Sauce played well. Yeah. Sauce played well. Stingley played well against the Colts. Uh, McDuffie played well. So these young corners came in and played seven good. on seven. Helping Elam all this. played played play solid. What's Did, that? Is this one on ones and seven on sevens helping also the DBs and the wide receivers? Miss that, and it, it's just, it's, these players being good too, and good coaches and scheming. Um, you know, some of the calls you're not just throwing guys out there on the island and just saying, "Hey, just lock this guy up." Like you're kind of you know protecting them in a sense, letting them figure it out, and then at some point, I'm sure. Like certain his second year, you're gonna be oh, traveling dog. DK Metcalf oh. all game. Like, but these guys, like these are these, all, they all look like dudes right now. I'm I'm watching destroying Donald yeah. travel around with the NFL for these one on ones. Mm-hmm. These high school kids that are playing wide receiver and DB, they look like they're fucking 26 years yeah. old, yeah. Yeah. and they yeah. are going up on people's heads. Uh-huh. And I mean, DBs are like right up in it. I mean, it is great yeah. competition that we're watching from that. And the trend is these younger wide receivers are being better faster. Mm-hmm. Sounds like maybe on the other side of the ball it's helping you as well. Catch up, yeah, yeah, I'm right. You, gotta, you saw two corners going to top five this year, so yeah. and, they, and they looked like you know they were worth that pick as, at least um, early on. So I'm excited, I'm excited about these young guys. I'm excited as well. I'm pumped for them. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm. We got a same game parlay going out tonight. Ooh, Ooh. we know. Hey, Love listen, it. if you want to ride, you want to ride. <laughs> hey, mm-hmm. your up call. to you. No, and I understand if you want to wait for us to get hot. Makes sense. Makes sense. But if you'd like to be a part of our celebration tomorrow, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Don't be kicking yourself tomorrow. Yeah, whenever we're dancing. Mm-hmm. When we're absolutely dancing. Tony, why don't you tell the beautiful people about what we got cooking this evening for Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime? Sure, you could not ride with us. Yeah, sure. Yeah, be a clown. But why wouldn't you? Because it's, guess what? No sweat, same game parlay Thursday. Oh. Oh. So what you're going to do is play, say, three-plus leg parlay, which means there's three different things that you got to pick. And it's got to be plus 400 or longer odds. So 
Guess what? Plus 300, not going to work. Plus nope. 250, not going to work. Anything mine, it's not going to work. It's got to be plus 400 or longer. Um, same game parlay on Thursday Night Football tonight. You get refunded in free bets if you lose. Um, the free bet amount varies based on how much you bet, blah, 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 blah. Um, tonight's, would you like to announce me, want me to announce what tonight's same game parlay Go ahead, is? If you like it. If you like it, announce it. Hey, I mean, it's risk-free, so yeah, I like it. Oh, no, it's not really. It's no sweat. No sweat. No sweat. If there's no sweat, I'm all, I like anything that does not involve sweating. Uh, Kelsey, any time touchdown score. He is the guy now for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so we got that. Mahomes over 14 and a half rushing yards. Uh, two games last year against the Chargers. I believe he rushed for 45 and 32 yards. Huh. So if he oh, does yeah. that again, exactly. something Week to 15. think about. I like that one a lot. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Herbert over 17 and a half rushing yards. Chargers plus the four and a half. That's plus 13.50 right now. For Whoa. those that don't know, plus 13.50, that is... Long. It's a long, long shot. Huge. And we could have went the other way after losing last week in the mm-hmm. fashion that we did. We could have went, uh, you know, plus 400 and above or whatever is for no sweat. We could have won plus 450. Sure. Could have. We could have found a couple and did plus 450. But who the fuck are we <laughs> if we do that? Exactly. It's no sweat. No, it's no But also, who are we as people? In yeah. The, we're stepping back in the goddamn batter's box. Yep. We're staring down the pitcher that struck us out last week. Mm-hmm. We're getting a bigger bat, and yep. we're swinging fucking harder this week. Hell yeah. Same deal, you know? If you maybe decide to take one of those, those rushing props out, and then boom, one of those guys on the fucking first drive rushes for 20-plus yards, you'll never be able to live with yourself. One play. Mm-hmm. One play. All, all the rushes for the quarterback, one play. Now, the Chargers plus four and a half. I had to give away my pick here in announcing what our same-game parlay is. <laughs> yep, sure. I am on Chargers plus four and a half. I am hoping that in about five minutes after this break, when Chuck Pagano comes in, <laughs> I'm going to feel even better yeah. about that particular yeah. bet. I want to let everybody know this particular show is terrible. We understand that. Uh-huh. Uh, but we have been afforded opportunities that we... <laughs> No way deserve. Ain't that right, dude, bud? Appreciate Good to see you, man. Thanks for your mic, by the way. Um, we are in the middle of moving to the Thunderdome, so there's some tech shit that has been pieced out that I, I feel like we are learning slowly every single day and may be a necessity in certain things. Yeah, yeah sure. Absolutely. Nonetheless, life is still fantastic, and it's about to get even better because for the first time, the inaugural episode is about to take place, and this is going to be something that I think people are going to look forward to forever. Uh, it's time to go inside a team meeting room. Normally on Wednesday mornings for a Sunday game, Monday morning for a Thursday night game. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Coach P's Key. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, Coach. Okay, look. Yeah, thank you, D-Bot. Obviously, huge game coming up. Why is it a huge game? It's the next one. Excuse me? It's the next game. game. I'd love to sit here, pat you on the back again for the great win, okay, over the Raiders. All right, we're 1-0 in the division, but we got a short week on our hands. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is the best show ever. (laughs) <laughs> thanks a lot thank you coach thank you, coach. Thank you coach. coach yeah thank you so i'd love to sit here and 
you know, hand out a bunch of flowers. Everybody played great. We got this huge win, but we don't have time. We got a short week. We're on the road. We're at KC, another division game. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into this thing. Oh, by the way, hold on. Keep that up there, Foxy. So Chargers, all right, at the Chiefs, call them the Chefs, That's right? right. Fifty years of Arrowhead Stadium, so we got a brand new painted field as well to go play on. Oh. So it's fifty years. If anybody didn't know that, all right. Nineteen. Uh, my math's not very good, but so I think it's seventy-two. Would be the you know seventy-two and fifties twenty twenty-two. So we know the environment. We know how loud it is there. We know the elements. So we got our hands full with this one. All right. So let's dive into this thing. Offensive keys. All right. Let's look at the defensive guys. So what we're looking at, guys. When we talk about efficiency and execution, we got to get out of the huddle. We got to get the play call. All right, cadence got to be on point. We can't have any negative plays on first and second down. All right, we can't have false starts. Those type of things. It's going to be hard enough to get yards against this crew. Game records for them. All right, Jones. We know Jones. Mm-hmm. Zion. Where's Where's uh, Zion? Z- hey Zion. Yeah. Do you know? Okay, Chris Jones. I do. All right. As a rookie, I guarantee this. What you have to do, because on a short week, Zion, this is your first one. Mm-hmm. We got three days of prep, and it's all walkthrough, and it's all mental. It's about getting your bodies right, getting your fucking minds right, and getting on the tape. So if you haven't watched 1,000 hours, okay, of number 95 rushing the passer, running over fucking guards, and wrecking games, then that's on you, pal. And everybody else in this room is counting on you. I don't give right. a frick if you're a genius. Zion, make it happen. Okay, or not. If you're up pick. for the challenge, I know it. You understand that, yeah, right? Yeah, right? So we got a game record of Frank Clark. That guy can play. Yeah, we know yeah. he can play. We know this team. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Carlotas. That's another one. Get with the video guys. Get them guys to build you a cut up. Get the tape together. This is a second round pick, I believe, out of Purdue. Okay, this guy can play. He's got a freaking crazy ass name. Carlotas. I don't know. I think he's Greek. Something like that. You go back, check out the Greeks. These guys know football, okay? And they know how to fucking wreck games. So let's check out 56 and make sure we're on point with that dude when he comes in. They also went and grabbed Carlos Dunlap, okay? Sack in the first game. This guy knows how to play. He's been around the block long, 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 and longer, okay? So he's a, he's a pain in the ass. Sneed, okay? Top corner. Now they got some issues at corner. Trent McDuffie, all right? He's their rookie. First rounder. Out. Hell yeah. Okay, out. Huge. Thank God. Who's playing for him? Well, Sneed's going to be one of them. Felton or Fenton's going to be the other dude. Then they got this guy by the name of, I have to read my notes. Yeah. Jalen Watson. Anybody, raise your hand if anybody knows Jalen. No, nobody know. knows Jalen. Why? He's a seventh rounder after, out, out, uh, excuse me, out of Washington State. Jalen Watson. What's his jersey number, coach? He's number 35. Oh, no. Justin, number 35. <laughs> okay, I know Keenan, unfortunate. Boom, boom, boom. Mike Williams, the rest of you dudes. Andre, welcome back. Carter, all right, 35. Okay, check, check. We got to test him out and see oh, if yeah. he's ready to go. I don't think he's going to be ready to go. All right, so that's big right there. Protect 10, handle the exotics. What does that mean? Look. This crew right here, Steve Spagnola, been around forever, was a head coach in the league, defensive coordinator. He knows defense, all right? He knows us. 
and he's going to throw these exotics at you. So first and second down efficiency we talked about. Execute. Stay on schedule. Second and five. Third and one. Third and two. Spags' uh, play sheet, it goes like this oh. when it's third and two. Okay, when it's third and three, third and four. If they get us in third and seven plus, Uh-oh. then the exotics, fucking count on them. They're coming. And you don't want to see them. They're good at them. Hell no. All right, so there's going to be shit everywhere going on. All right, so we got to protect this dude. As long as we protect him, he's upright, we're going to have a chance, right? Oh, yeah. And then the three T's. What are the three T's, coach? All right, turnover margin. Need we it. all know, hey, if you're plus one in the league over a thousand years, you win 66% of the time. Plus two, 83% of the time. Okay. Write that down, Zion. All right, I know it's your first time. You're falling asleep. Hey, we got the big win, you know, over the Raiders. You probably went out. L.A. vibe, this, that, and the other. Bullshit. Short week. Figure it out. Okay? Look-ass rook falling asleep. Turnover margin, right? Turnover margin. Third down. All right, and then probably the most important one, it's going to be time of possession. Okay. Okay? So if we're good on first down, second down, third and short, another set of chains, another set of chains, Guess what Patty Mahomes is doing? What's that? He's over there chewing ice. Oh. oh. So we have the time of possession game. That's going to be key. All right, let's look at these guys' offense since we talked about Patty Mahomes. Handle the circus. What does that mean, defense? Handle the circus. Shifts, motions, personnel groups, in and out of the huddle, jet motion. This guy over here. Kelsey comes over here. Then he comes over here. Then they get in the red area. Then you got this old guy sitting over here. He's been running shovel pass for 1,000 years. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Ah! Shovel pass for 1,000 years. Yet, last week, they get the guy lined up. Old 25, he's in a fullback spot. Smell some shit. You <laughs> don't play fullback. Smell some shit. 25 ain't no fullback. Oh, he's running back. That's Clyde Edwards Alaire. Yeah. He's not a fullback. So what are they going to do with him? It's eye candy. Get your eyes right. Read your key. He goes over here. Pat Mahomes is going over there. This is the circus that we, as we know it. Shovel pass. Fucking walk in. <laughs> Can't have it. All right? Sound versus the RPOs. Okay, what's an RPO, guys? Zion. Run pass option, coach. Zion, what's RPO? Is your name fucking Zion? Run pass option, coach. You don't know shit. No, come on. <laughs> it's called run people over, Zion. Zion. Offensive hey, lineman, bum. You're an offensive lineman. No, you're right. You're right. Way to be on top of your shit. That a baby Zion. That a baby Z. That a baby Z. RPOs. Okay. Last week. Okay. In their opener, right? These some bitches had 33 first downs and ran 66 plays. Shit. So how does that happen, Coach? Well, first down. Another first down. Another chunk play. Another first down. Another first down. We're at 10. We're at 15. We're at 20. Well oiled machine. So we got to be great against these. They do a great job with them. And then no bombs. We got to make them go the long, hard way. We got to force field goals. All right, Mahomes, public enemy number one. He can beat us through the air, beat us with his legs, outside the pocket. Most importantly, we got to do a great job against this guy. <clears throat> Who did they play last week? Raiders. Cardinals. 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 Yeah, Arizona, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah watch yeah. film. Yeah. Come on, D. Butt. Sorry. Wake up. Just because yeah. you're damn so injured we, doesn't mean you can't watch tape and know yeah. what the hell we're playing. Yeah. Okay. Team so, be part of the team, bro. Fuck so it. AZ yeah. tries to blitz him over 50% of the time, I think. Okay, I Stupid. think those are the numbers. Over 50% of the time. Oh, you're going to blitz me, huh? <laughs> I'm Patty Mahomes. 30 of 39, 360 yards, and five tutties. Nice plan. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be our plan, okay? So look, we got to do a great job with this dude. 
And then public enemy number two, they got some other game records here. Mecole can play. Yeah. He's right. legit. Juju Smith, he's re, reborn. Yeah. All right. He can freaking go. MBS, yeah. hell yeah, Valdez yeah, Cantley yeah. can go. All right. But this dude right here, 25, but 87, guess what, guys? What? Nine targets, eight catches. Jesus. Let me see what he had exactly. Let's see what he had. Eight receptions, 121 yards, and a TD. Now, last year, in two ball games, he only had, uh, actually, all three games. This first game, week one, and then last year against us, 24 targets, 17 receptions, two touchdowns. Jeez. Is that good? Where's Derwin? I think it's fucking good. (laughs) Derwin, what do you think? This guy right here. I got his ass. He's locked up. You got him? Yeah, I got his ass. Okay. Better. But it's all hands on deck. So any chance he's in and around the core, all right, and he's flexed like this or whatever, and he's not split out wide, or he's going to go like this, and he comes in motion like this. You know how he does that little trot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so fucking cool. You guys are going to try to hit me. And then he does this little swim deal, and he's down the field, and he runs this over like he's going to go over, and he comes back this way. Patty throws it underhanded behind his leg, <laughs> behind his back. Boom, 40-yard touchdown. We got to do a great job of disrupting him at the line of scrimmage. N F A, Zion. What does N F A stand for? No free, no free access. Zion. He set you up. You fuck up. Huh? He set you up. So no free access, right? So any chance we can get hands on this dude, and it doesn't take away from your primary job, okay? The one that you're one of eleven. Get some hands on him. Make it hard for him. All right, special teams. Here we go. All right, let's go special team. Dave Tobe, okay, long, long time, one of the most respected special teams coaches, okay, in the NFL. Really, really freaking good, all right? Always ranked in the top. Goslin does these deals, so they're always ranked in the top five in every freaking category. Great coverage units, great return. Hardman, he, he returned a punt last week. Okay, on who? Who'd they play last week? The Cardinals. Cardinals. Hey, now we're on top of it. Hey, look at that. We're ready to go. That's what you got teammates Guys, we're on a plane, guys, in three days. (laughs) We're getting on a fucking plane, Zion, in three days to go play the chefs. All right? So get your ass woken up. He got a big return out to the 50, but they got a safe block, block in the back. They start inside their tent. All right? More. All right, Sky Moore. This is a little shifty son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. This guy can go. Pacheco, another rookie that they got back there. So we got to do a great job in special teams. Foxy, what do you say we look at a little bit of tape? Oh, here okay. we go. Look, we got a couple we're okay, talking. so yeah. talking about the Chiefs, before we get going, we talked about the exotics, right? Mm-hmm. This is a third and one situation, all right? And what happened here, you can't tell from the deal. Arizona, they're going to catch them because they do a lot of man, a lot of exotics. So what happens is when you rush the ball and you come out and you explode out of the huddle, and you go on a quick count, it's really, really hard. Derwin, how hard is it to get lined up and figure out, especially if you're in man coverage? It's tough. You've got to get there quick, communicate, okay. line up. And you've got a tight end here, and you've got all the wideouts over here with a running back or another tight end. And you're a corner who's in man. What do you got to do? Got to find them out of the huddle. You've got to go up. find your coverage. You've got to get over there. So what happens is they got pressure on, all right, and run the play, Foxy. Stop it right there. Okay? So now you've got oh, a four-by-one bunch. Follow me. And all these guys, they come out of the huddle, they rush, they get lined up. Okay, now all of a sudden defense is sitting there. All right, hey, look, we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, let's go live. No, 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 let's go tango. They're trying to figure out, okay, four guys got those four dudes. How are we gonna match this damn route up? So look what's happening. A little bit further, Foxy. Stop it. 
Oh shit. Problem. Free run. Uh -oh. Somebody. Somebody, right? Yeah. Somebody, Jeez. right? We can do this. Feel me? But what happened is they turned the whole freaking line down. Go back, Foxy, and let it run from the beginning, please. So what happens is Sneed comes on a blitz and BAM! He gets him from the backside because they told him this tight end is not in your progression, Kyler. You're looking over here. They're going to be confused. They can't get lined up, so let's rush the ball. So they had him. But what happens is these guys weren't in sync, all right? Didn't pick this dude up. Exotics, we got to be able to communicate. It's going to be loud. We're on the road. Center, you got to do a great job of communicating. Herbert, get the guys lined up. Let's Sorry. get it protected. Okay, go ahead. Go to the next one. All right, so this is, again, last week versus the Cardinals. It's uh, third and whatever. Exotic, so they got guys bunched up. they got guys moving around. Go ahead. So I'm going to tell you this. Let's run this thing back real quick. Okay, so you got overload. you got a guy showing here. you got one, two, three, okay, from the guard outside. Anticipate a twist. They're not just going to run this guy up here, this guy up here, and just make it easy for all these <laughs> offensive linemen right, to just push these guys by, right there, let dude. Kyler great step set. up, let this our quarterback. Fuck no. They're going to run a fucking game. Okay. Watch some tape. All right, go Sorry, ahead. Huh? So let's have, oh, did they, Whoa. obviously they didn't get the memo. So let's run that thing back again. <clears throat> all right, so he goes up the field. Chris Jones, they're going to protect him. Frank Clark comes underneath. They flush Kyler out of the pocket, off the field. Next play. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's from last year. Zion, what's 95's name? Chris Jones. Who? 95. Chris Jones. Who? Chris Jones. Speak up. <laughs> Fuck, you got confidence. Don't be so play. embarrassed. You got a teammate. Come on. So 95's right here. Right? He's going to find you. I think you're starting at what? Right guard for us? Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Right guard, right? First round. So good chance he's going to be on this side when we line up against on <laughs> Thursday night. Okay, run it. Let's see what you got. Fucking Boom. Rookie. Run him over. Disengage. Get after Dak. Chase him down. Run him out of bounds. The guy's a freak. He's a game wrecker. Don't let him wreck the game. Next. Yes, coach. Okay, so we got, <clears throat> see what we got here. Another exotic. Boom, boom, boom. No. Okay. Here we go. Oh, let's go to the offense real quick. Let's go to the offense real quick. Let's take a look at the circus. All right, here we go. <clears throat> got a two-by-two two cluster. Anticipate shifts. Anticipate motion. What we have to be ready to do is communicate. We're going to give you one call, but a two-by-two Derwin, two, all yep. right, we're going to have one coverage. But if they go to three-by-one, what happens? you got to change the coverage. Probably going to change. All right, and then if it's jet motion, we're probably going to have to bump, right? Yeah. we got to know our shit. We think we know these guys because we play them twice a year. Yeah. No, they got new dudes. Oh, shit. Okay, they got new dudes. You got to study the tape. You can't just say, hey, hey, it's walk through all week. We're going to be fine. We can chill. I'll look at it a little bit. I know my matchup. I know my job. I know the bullshit. You got a great opportunity. Go two up in the division. Come Are on. You shitting me? Yeah. Come on, boys. Let's go. Huge. Okay. So anyway, here's shit. the circus. Yeah. Here's Mahomes. No better operator in the National Football League. And all the MVP, MVP discussions. Go ahead, Foxy. So he puts Juju outside. All right. RPOs, we talked about them, right? Okay, so run it back real quick for me. Okay, so pause it right about the time where he's going to hand this thing off so we can talk about the RPO. Okay, so right there. A little bit further, Foxy. Right there, stop. Okay, so what do we got going on up here? Pick route. Okay, so you got a pick route, slant flat. Okay, that's if, okay, he don't like the give read. He sees pre-snap what's going on. Go back, Foxy. 
So Mahomes looks at this, and he says, stop. Okay, got guy, don't, stop it, Foxy, don't let it snap, please. Okay, that guy's inside. That guy's lined up inside of him. No edge. No, no chance. chance. No freaking chance. No edge, no chance. So right here, I don't think he's got to. I don't think he's got to see anything here. I don't think he's reading anything other than he realizes this old boy right here is inside running. Watch what happens. So he hands the thing off. No edge, no chance. They get the thing sealed. Come gone. on. Jeez. Now is that them or is that us? That's fucking us. That's, That's us. us. That's fucking us. Do your homework. Line up where you're supposed to line up. Go to the next one, please. All right, we got a simple <clears throat> three by one. Kelsey, this is, they love them on the zero by threes. Got all the speed over here, all three wideouts. Oh, by the way, <laughs> you know, Tyreek's gone, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Pringle's gone, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah he's gone. Chip, the potato chip dude, Pringle. <laughs> okay? So he's gone. This guy's gone. Oh, they're going to stink, right? Yeah. Watch yeah. the tape. What? Watch the tape. They don't stink? miss a beat. Oh, they no. Did not miss a beat. Go ahead, Ryan. You're fucked, Erwin. Shit, me. Okay, so they motion it back He's over. Get to a four reason. by one. <laughs> All right, this is last year, obviously, versus you know who. Okay, so run it back. They're running just a little mesh concept. Okay, working a little pick route for Kelsey. All right, to get the ball on a catch and run situation. We have to communicate. We have to be able to pass off, and this can't happen. Hey, look. Yeah, I wasn't out there. This can't. This shit ain't gonna happen. Look. Well, we'll pause it. Only. Pause it. We'll Foxy, pause it. This is a good football team. This is one of the best offenses, if not the best offense, besides us in oh, the yeah. National Football League. Goddamn right. Are they going to make some yards? Yeah. yeah. Are they going to make some first downs? Sure. Yeah, yeah. they are. But by God, look, if they catch it, we need to tackle the motherfucker and staple his ass to the ground. Yeah. Hell yeah. And no yards after contact. Nope. No yards after catch. No Rack, yards. yak, I don't give a frick. <laughs> Zion, Zion, what y- you want to call Yards it? after catch. This can't happen. Do we have one more, Foxy? Or contact. Last one. So here's a red area play. We talked about Mahomes beating you from the pocket, outside the pocket, extended plays, going left, going right, throwing between his legs, behind his back, over the head, whatever. Left-handed. We've yeah. seen a left-handed <laughs> yeah. catch. He's pretty good lefty. He's lefty. Better than Tebow. <laughs> He's amphibious. I mean ambidextrous. Okay? <laughs> so go ahead. Absolutely. Yeah, sure he can. Run this one, please. Red area. They're unbelievable down here. We got to do a great job in the red air. So they bring some eye candy. They bring the. Why did he motion over there, Derwin? I keep coming back to you because you got football IQ out the damn world. So they started him over here. If you can run it back, yeah, run it back, please, Foxy. Foxy. So they start this dude right here with the tight end back here, right? So what's that tell for the quarterback? Man, man, idea is he going with him? It's so just an easy tell. It's a run. It's it's man zone concept. Okay, if a corner's over there and that guy goes and that guy goes back, it's easy. He just says, okay, we got man. We got what we thought. If these linebackers just bumping the quarter, corner state on that side, it's zone. Zone, yep. Mm. It's not hard, Zion. Wake up. Okay, go ahead. Zion. Zion. Shit. I'm sick of sick your of shit. This. Yeah. He's a pro, dude. I, I am too. It's Thursday Night Football, pal. Kirk and I are going to be there. Okay, so wake up. I got play breaks Jesus. down. Plaster. Plaster. Run it back one time. Plaster. Especially down here. You have to force field goals. Force field goals. Make them go the long, hard way and force field goals. you got to plaster. Nobody does this better than the quarterback in 87. Okay, They are in sync. Can you run that back real quick, Coach? Yeah. Bosa, can you keep him in the fucking box, too? Yeah, of course. Don't, I'll do don't, my run, best. don't run past him. Mm-hmm. Shit. What's that? Don't run past the quarterback. He loves to do this. Up okay, top, let's go. Bosa. Run it. Bosa, so, you're killing us. So this I'm is sorry. Bosa, yeah, right? 
So this is called what we call going gangster, right? All right, throwing caution to the wind. All right, team player, we have to keep him in the pocket. Make him throw from the frickin' well. Once you get to the level of the quarterback, start retracing your steps and come back inside. Just don't run by the fly by the quarterback on, and open this thing up. We need great push inside, and then we got to do a great job out here. If you got the guy beaten, you got the sack, Bose, let's go. Hell yeah. Let's go. Bonus from me, too. All right? <laughs> <laughs> but you can't do this and give the quarterback. It's a great point, Derwin. Got Appreciate you. you. All right, look, short before. week. All right, a lot at stake. I'm counting on everybody here, especially our leaders, okay, to take the young guys and make sure that we got to take care of our bodies. There's no downtown this week. There's no going out on Wednesday or Thursday. We can get together, brotherhood, and have, you know, O-line dinner, DB dinner, whatever that is, but it's a short-ass week. Like I said before, we're going to be on a plane in less than uh, 48, 72 hours, whatever it is, and headed to KC for a monster, monster division matchup. This is about process, all right? Nameless, faceless objects when we get there. They don't fucking exist. This is about us. Unity over self. Get your mind right. Get your job done. Know your shit. Know, and when we go up, let's tee this thing off and go take fucking stranglehold on this division. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Is here. We got a massive game tonight as the Chargers travel to Kansas City. We just got a full breakdown of yeah. what the team meeting looked like for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers on Monday morning for this Thursday night matchup from Chuck Pagano in Coach P's Keys. That thing was glorious. Yeah, yeah it was. Ten out of ten. We will be representing for the Kansas City Chiefs coming up here in the next hour or so. So we'll get a chance to taste what their team meeting probably looked like as they look to, you know. Continue to reign supreme in the AFC West and over the Kansas City or uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. I was calling San Diego Chargers like four times. Well, we were talking okay. fan bases earlier. That's yeah, why yeah. we said San Diego. Oh, yeah, because Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid's fan bases met up on a grassy knoll and just had a 10 on 10 fist fight. Nice little scraps. That was sanctioned. So we started, thinking, we started thinking if the NFL was to do that, you know, whose fan base probably loses. So we started put, uh, putting some teams' fan bases on the grassy knoll mm-hmm. and we had to think like, well, are they allowed to just show up with all the guns that they have or no, not? Fist, fist only. Just, just fist only. Give me the Raiders, Oakland Raiders fan base. Give me well, the so you can't. You, you can't take Vegas. Vegas. Oh, you can't go back. You got to take current. So ah, that's why we're yeah. doing San Diego Chargers. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's why I think okay. it became a whole conversation. So I apologize for my brain doing that. Toxic table at Ty Schmidt at Boston Connor. Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer. Don Cowboys. Darius Butler joining us live in studio like he will all year. And joining us live from an attic in Ohio a little bit later than normal. So we do apologize. College Football National Champion, Super Bowl Champion, Ryder Cup Champion, COVID Survivor, two-time. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Hey. Awesome. How about that team hey, meeting? So Chuck's coming back. No, now he's going to play the role of what, Kansas City? Andy Reid. Yeah, he'll do Andy that. Andy Reid. Yeah, he'll do that sometime in the next hour yeah. or so. Yeah, he'll be Andy Reid for what the Chiefs are thinking. And then I believe at the end he'll probably do a which way he's leaning and who he thinks is going to win inevitably. This is going to happen every Thursday, I think, AJ. Well, I mean, obviously Chuck is amazing. I love everything about it. I was trying to, like, I'm like, okay, I got some things I'm going to watch at the game tonight, some keys that yeah. Chuck was giving me where Kelsey lines up. All of those things were, were very helpful. I think what I enjoyed and, um, you know, as these team meetings were happening and I was on the team with Chuck. Now, I've, been, I've only been in team meetings for Rich Rod, Bill Stewart in the football world, rest in peace, legend, uh, Jim Caldwell, and then Chuck Pagano, Okay. And I remember thinking what these presentations could be like. And then Chuck came in 
and Chuck was just a lightning rod up there. We're talking like everything, the metaphors, the stories. And as I'm in the team meeting room, I'm thinking to myself, like, this needs to be the fucking content. This, <laughs> yep. this needs to be the show here. And the interaction, by the way, him calling on one person throughout the entire <laughs> thing, that happened in the meeting. And normally it was a rookie, yep. somebody that Young was guy. just like, Chuck just needed something. I think it's because if Chuck's brain just stopped for a second, boom, need a cr- this guy, they need, you're going to be a part of this the entire time, basically. And it's, uh, it was always electric in there. And you get to learn a lot. And I got to learn a lot about, okay, what's the offense going to do? What's the defense going to do? So then whenever it came game time, like I could at least know what we're attempting to figure out because in the past when I didn't hear what everybody was trying to do and obviously that's the way different coaches do I'd see one person who's a superstar break a game wide open I'm like did we not fucking know this guy yeah so I think it's also a lot of accountability for everybody whenever you do it this particular fashion like hey this is what we're trying to do on offense this is what we're trying to do on defense this is what we're trying to do on special teams like I assume every team does that and they have it in their own way but it's nice knowing like this is what was supposed to happen, at least, for everybody to buy in. You know what I mean, AJ? What, I mean, that's what, what the leader does. Like, they have a, a precise plan that they explain to everybody so everyone knows, hey, this is what we're doing. Like, this is the plan. Yes, we will have to adjust. But going in, this is what we're working for. And I think players, too, they see, like, all right, good. My coach knows what he's talking about. Like, he, that's not a given. Like, co- players don't instantly give coach, a coach credit and say, oh, yeah, this guy's a genius. He knows exactly what he's doing. No, like, when you do this – Things like Chuck is doing, I think it's it's cool for everyone to see that because it is fun to think like, oh, this is going on all over the NFL right now. Yeah, you would think that. You would hope that at least. And I think I told Chuck this. There's going to come a point in time this season where he's going to do one of those. And somebody from a team that's playing, you know, in the game, we're going to get a message to be like, I wish my fucking coach would have said that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all that, like we didn't say that, actually. And Chuck's bringing up a lot of good points that we all – we're thinking about throughout the week. What are we going to say, ZD? Oh, you're saying our guests are joining us. We have a legend joining us right now. A Hall of Famer joining us. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, a man whose life was turned into a movie that made me feel feelings Mm -hmm. that I never felt before watching a movie. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. By far the greatest that type of movie I've ever seen in my entire life because I don't sign up to watch these types of movies because I'm just, uh, hey, ignorance is bliss, guy. <laughs> sure, happy you, luck. Yeah, you don't have to worry about anything. So I am such a massive fan of what this man has done for the sport of football and for the NFL that I watched this movie because of how much I wanted to support him and my wife and I started crying. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Means it was a great movie. It was. It and that's because this is a great man joining us, ladies and gentlemen. You'll know him as a quarterback for the Rams and the Cardinals. Also from the NFL Network, where he is fantastic. He also calls Monday games, I believe, on the radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Kurt Warner. Yeah! Yeah! What's going on, gentlemen? How are we doing? Kurt. Kurt. Every time I see you, I just think of how incredible of a human you are from that movie, you know, and everything you've done. Uh, and it's... I appreciate you for introducing you. those feelings into my life, Kurt. I, honestly, I like seeing you get into your feels a little bit. I, I, at 35 years old. very often, so I, I, I like that. Yeah, I'm 35, AJ. Okay, let's not – we don't need to point that out. I watched Free Willy when I was a kid. Oh, oh man. man. And when that, when that big fucking whale hopped over those rocks, I was, like, crying. I was excited. And I was like, all right, I'm never watching yeah, any movie. can't do it ever again. I'm yeah. never doing this again. So then I saw uh, John Q, I yep. believe. Oh, yeah. wow. Denzel Ooh, Washington yeah. Hospital one. Oh, yeah. Accidentally got into that movie one time, started watching it. Tough. Waterworks. Waterworks yeah. out of my yeah. face at the end. When he's flexing on the street as nah, the yeah. taking him away. Jail. Unbelievable. And I'm like, yeah, never watching one of these movies ever again. Yeah, Both times. It. And then I start getting into American Underdog, and I'm like five, ten minutes in, and I'm like, 
I have a funny suspicion <laughs> that I'm getting into this again. So it's like three times in my life I've ever felt it. One of them being your life story. You're an awesome dude, Kurt. Yeah, Kurt. Well, thank you. We, we don't want to talk about your age, but you, you need to watch more of those movies as you get a little bit older, get a little more sentimental, uh, you know, be able to, to enjoy that aspect of life. So uh, maybe not at 35, 37, 38, but definitely by the time you hit 40. All right, so me and the wife will watch American Underdog Story two years from now, and we'll, we'll dive right back into it. Uh, let's start talking about the football. Let's start talking about NFL Week 1. Obviously, great games all around the league. What were your thoughts on it? Patrick Mahomes shows up. Nobody's really talking about him. He does his thing. Aaron obviously struggles with the new offense. What's the big takeaway from Week 1, you think, quarterback perspective, Kurt? Well, I mean, I think always the biggest takeaway is we always go into the season and we're excited about five or six teams and we're like, oh, these five or six teams are so much better than everyone else. And then we put five or six teams at the bottom and we're like, oh, these teams are horrible and they have no chance. And then we actually get into the season and we realize that there's so much parity in the NFL that anybody can beat anybody on any given Sunday. And I think we're reminded of that um, week one every year uh you know whether it was the Bengals, whether it was the packers uh you know watching you know teams like the texans and, and the falcons and uh you know seattle on monday night i mean all these teams that we didn't give a chance and now all of a sudden they're showing up and that's what we love about the nfl is that you know every game comes down to, to three points or six points a field goal at the end of the game and it, it's beautiful and it allows everybody to have a a feeling like they have a chance and so um you know, that was one big takeaway. I think when you talk about the quarterbacks, I sit back and wonder sometimes when I watch some of these guys that didn't play at all in preseason. Mm. Um, and I wonder what kind of effect that that, they, that had on the, some of these guys. Some of these guys didn't look comfortable in the pocket. They didn't look like they had a feel for the game. And, you know, back when I was playing, you know, we had the four preseason games. I would probably play in three of those games and always felt like I needed to, to play enough where it was like all of a sudden, okay, I got it. You know, I was tell, talking to somebody the other day. For me, I worried every year coming back whether I was going to be able to feel the rush. It wasn't whether I was going to be able to see the defense and know where to throw the football or, or throw the football how I wanted to, but would I be able to feel those guys coming down on me and, and, and negotiate the pocket? So I wanted to play, so I was like, oh, okay. I still got that. I, I still have the field. Now Now I can go into a regular season game and play. Do you think that's because of that one practice you had where you got sacked 55 <laughs> times? So every year yeah. you're going in thinking, I don't want it to be like that mm -hmm. ever again. You think that's what uh, Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, the, the old kill Kurt drill, um, you know, where I got comfortable. But, yeah, but, but there's just something about, you know, when you're doing something for the first time, like being in the pocket. Lies. Guys, guys are flashing at you, and you, you're seeing bodies. And if you haven't done it in a while, it's kind of like, whoa, 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 oh, oh, he wasn't really that close. You know, but, but you, you have to get a feel for what that looks like and where your guys are and what's going on. And so I just wonder, and again, I don't know if anybody would ever tell us, oh, yeah, I didn't play in preseason. I probably needed a preseason game. But it sure looked like some of these guys, these quarterbacks that hadn't played in preseason, it, it took them a while to really get into the game and see things. And they, you know, a little bit happy feet in the pocket. And so just something I wonder, because you talked about Mahomes and he played a lot in preseason. You know, we don't see a lot of starting quarterbacks playing preseason. He played a lot in preseason and he looked like he didn't miss a beat from the last time he was on the football field. Mm. Kurt, how does he, so Mahomes and the Chiefs look like the Chiefs of old in week one. I feel like handling like success is always tough for people. We've, people have already crowned them champs. Here we go. Chiefs are back. Now he come out tonight. They are. He has Cleo yeah. Mack, 
Bosa coming off the edge. A great defense. Derwin James, a lot of guys to, to go against. How do you continue that? How do you not, like, okay, think about that? What are we talking about? We're killing everybody. Like, how do you stay with it? I think the biggest thing is is you just play the game. Um, you know, I think great quarterbacks, that what, that's what they have the ability to do, is they don't think about, oh, you know, last week was great or, or we won the Super Bowl last year. They really think about the moment, and they, and they enjoy playing in the moment and the challenge that's in front of them. And the great ones play the game the right way. Like, when you go into a game, you don't just go in and go, oh, I'm just going to find all the guys that are open. No, you go in and go, okay, this is who I'm looking at. I'm going to read that guy. And when you focus on the things that you know, um, it's easy to stay focused on just playing the game. And, you know, and that's why I think all the great ones, you know, have that ability to, you know, compartmentalize a big win or compartmentalize winning a Super Bowl, put it aside, and then move on to the next season or the next game and, and not let it affect it. I think that's a large part of the NFL, not just on Sundays, if you can fully immerse yourself in what you're doing right now, whether it's the meeting, the meal, even if it's a position dinner away from something like investing in the moment, I feel like is what all the greats do. Why does it take some people some long time to figure that out? You think like for me, I wasn't able to do like practice did not in my mind when I was younger, there was no correlation between practice and the game. It's like, yeah, this is practice, but the game's completely different. And then as I got older, being around Vinatieri and listening to other people speak, it's like, yeah, but mentally you should be able to put yourself in the moment or whatever. What do you think it is that takes so long to get to that point, you think? I, you know, I don't know how, how you get there. I don't know how you learn it. All I can tell you is that when I was playing, I just had a unique ability to focus in the moment. You know, even to this day, <clears throat> you guys know I have seven kids. And there'll be times. I did I, I not know that. Seven. You have seven kids? You know, I have seven kids. <clears throat> well, you saw the movie. Did you watch, see the picture at the end of the movie? <laughs> I was, oh, man. I was crying. Did Love you, Z. Eyes are all well enough. I actually, I, I had so many tears in my eyes. I said, it's got to be like a trick on my eyes. There's not that many kids. I guess there was. Yeah, I, I did so, not know so that. Yes, I, I, I have seven kids. But like, all even right. to this day, like, I'll pull out my phone and I'll go to text somebody. And when I'm sending a text, like I get so focused on what I'm saying, you know, that my kids will be like, dad, dad, dad. And my wife will come over and hit me and like, your kids are talking to you, but I can get so locked into yeah. the, the finite detail of simply just sending a text. And I felt I was that way when I was playing or really whenever, you know, you like talked about you going to dinner or hanging out with my kids or whatever, having the ability to focus in on that and just push everything out of the way. And so like when I, you would get into a game, that's all I would think about is, is what is the thing that I need to focus on on this particular play? I'm not thinking about what we're doing after the game. I'm not thinking about what we did last week. I'm so locked into those little details that I'm able to kind of push everything out. And so I just kind of assume that that's what most great players do is they get into the moment and they're like, okay, this is what I have to see. Nothing else matters right now. And they have the ability to push all that out of you know, out of their mind and just focus on the task at hand. I think getting lost in the moment is uh, is a thing that is awesome. And once you start feeling it, you can kind of feel it. It's like you're fully immersed in the situation. And I think that is something that the greats have the ability to do so. Seven kids talking to you, though, Kurt. Maybe let loosen the focus a little bit. Good Lord. Jeez, I'm joking. Now, Darius, your question for Kurt Warner. Hey, what's up, Kurt? I got a question for you. We've been talking about personalities and quarterbacks and how do you find that balance in the locker room of like being the guy and then also being one of the guys? You know, how do you find that balance as a quarterback, especially like a great one? Yeah, um, you know, I always felt it was kind of important to 
to be both, but to separate the two. Um, you know, that, you know, sometimes when you're the guy and, and you have to, you know, hold that position and lead a certain way and hold people accountable. I didn't always feel like I could immerse myself um, in the environment like I think some guys did. Um, now I like did the punter, I, like the punters. Oh yeah, like yeah. Punter. Actually, the punters were worse. I invested way more than our kickers. Our kickers wow, were all. Wow, wow. I, mean, today, I don't even know what they were doing half the day, and then they just show up and kick, and then they're gone again. Right, but back to that's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. anyways, you know, I, I would connect. I would sit with guys at lunch. I would go out to dinner with guys. Take the offensive linemen out. Make sure that I I spent time with each group, um, but also you know kept myself separated at times because I knew there was going to come moments when I had to step in and lead a different way. And, and I, I took the approach, uh, you know, kind of like I do with parenting is that, you know, with parenting, yeah, I want to be close with my, my, my kids and I want them to be able to come to me, but I also got to make sure that I'm always dad and I'm not their best friend and I'm not trying to appease them as being their best friend. I felt the same way when I was in a locker room, I wanted to be friends with everybody and wanted everybody to feel like they were comfortable hanging out with me, but also, you know, kind of separating myself because I knew that I still needed to be the leader. And, and I was more worried about what we did as a whole than being buddies with every single person on the team. And again, I don't know if that's the right way or the wrong way. I just know that it worked for me and it, and it allowed me to kind of hold that respect, um, you know, because I, you know, people kind of saw me a little bit from afar at times. And that was by intention um, you know, to make sure that you held that position and people saw you and said, hey, you know, you, you might have to be a jerk sometimes. You might have to get on people sometimes. But you were the guy that was holding everybody accountable because for yeah. you, it was more important to be successful as a team than, you know, to make sure that you had, you know, 30 of your best friends when when, when you retired or when you left the, the locker room. We're talking to Kurt Warner and you said you don't know if it's right or wrong. It worked. Hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, it's right. so it's right. It's definitely right. Could you imagine and after you know, crying alongside of you uh, for about an hour and a half, two hours, you know, through your entire incredible journey. Like, oh, yeah. Unbelievable underdog story to become the NFL Hall of Famer that you are. Could you imagine being Trevor Lawrence's dude or Andrew Luck? Like, I, I don't know how they handle it. I have no idea how they handle it. Trevor Lawrence has been the guy since his sophomore year of high school. Like, hey, this guy is the guy. He's a god almost in football. And then... He's supposed to be relatable and still have a drive. Like I don't know how they, I don't know how these guys accomplish it that are at the top end of being a quarterback, the position and what the weight it does carry. You know, Kurt. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and the expectation. I mean, you know, not that you know other positions you know don't have to play well, but there's a lot of positions that can be hidden. You can go out and have a bad game, and not everybody notices. Everybody notices when the quarterback doesn't have a good game, and when you have that expectation on you, as you said, Pat from man, the time you're in high school, the college, and you're the number one overall pick, and everybody expects you to be great every time you step between those lines. I mean, it's impossible to live up to. Um, and, you know, that was one of the hardest things for me, you know, after all the years that I played and kind of leading to my retirement was it was the expectation. It was the fact that I could go and play a game on Sunday and play really, really well. And I felt like I could enjoy it for about five minutes because then it was like, yeah. well, put that behind you because you better go get ready to do that again next week. Because if you don't do it next week, nobody's going to care. Yeah. So the expectations just start weighing on you. And, and again, that was after I was in you know, the NFL and played for a long time. I can't imagine what that's like for these guys that are scrutinized every single minute from the time they're 16 
until their time they're 40 and, and what people expect of them at, at every level. It's going to take some real mental toughness to get through it. And I think Mac Brown uh, explained the situation very well. And he said the reason why he left Texas is because if they won, it was a relief. Yep. And if they lost, it was devastating. He was like, so there was no happy, there was no more, ha- there was not a single moment of like, hey, this Woo-hoo. is fun. It's like, right. you won, you're supposed yeah. to win, you're Mac Brown. And then you lose, it's like, this guy should be fired. Fire his ass. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a wild thing once you get to the top of that mountain. That's why this Tom Brady shit's wild, Kurt. He, he, he's gonna, I think he's going to struggle to let it go, it sounds like. Don't you think? Well, yeah, I mean, and, and I, think, I think most of us struggle to let it go. I think the key is you got to have something else. And, you know, that was the biggest thing for me when I retired. It was like, I got to jump into something else or I'm going to be like a lot of these guys, like, what am I doing? It's the fall and, and everybody's playing football. Why am I not playing football? <laughs> and the fact that, you know, like you guys, you guys have had such great success off the field. I think that's the other hard part is that, you know, you find something to do and then you're not successful at it. And you're like, oh, my gosh, like nobody's talking about me and nobody's telling me how good I am. And, and you know, you need to feed your ego a little bit. And so those things are, are, are really, really tough. And so when you're talking about the best that's ever done it and a guy that's been talked about and, uh, you know, in the reverence that that we give Tom Brady and, and seeing the Super Bowl. I, I, yes, he, it's going to be hard for him to let it go. And I think that was a big reason why we saw him come back is that it was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to let this go. I'm going to go be with my family. My kids. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I, I don't know anything else. Um, you know, I don't know. You, you guys felt it when you guys retired, but I remember thinking, I don't know if I'm good at anything else. Like I have never spent time doing any, I, I don't know if I'm going to be good at anything else. And I've got whatever, 40 some years of life to live. And I don't know if I'm going to be good at anything else. What do I do now? Well, um, you certainly know. sucked at line dancing. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you certainly had two left feet. Oh, we oh, lost no. him. Right? Oh, and internet. Right at the line like, dancing. Yeah. Oh, man. He went in there. He had no idea what he was no, doing. No, he didn't. Took he stumbled all over himself. <laughs> had his friend teach him. I seen it. Yeah. I actually watched He's it. open to learning, though. That's, I mean, if anything, that's what it shows. That's why he was so good off the field. I won't be able to go out in Boone, North Carolina, this weekend because it's an early call or whatever. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I did have thoughts of me walking into a saloon in those hills. Oh. You know what I mean? I mean sure. that's, and those boots. Be, oh. yeah. yeah. Yeah, you need to do it. I mean. You and Bear. Jeez. Yeah. That'd be awesome. You know what I mean? I mean, do the whole thing. Saloon doors open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can walk in. Back on. Give me Smoke two bud lights. <laughs> what? You know, probably Big Marlboro down there in North Carolina. Oh, yeah. If you show up smoking any other particular plant, they are not going to be happy about it. You're you going to be kicked out of that <laughs> state. American you know? spirits. Excuse me. We, uh, this is a tobacco state here. That's right. I got a pack in my backpack for you to bring if you, you want. You need to get rid of this. I thought we were. No, you always need to have them on you just in case. <laughs> just in case. You never know. Never know. Never Thank know. you. The identity thing is real, though, that Kurt Warner was alluding to. When yeah. you retire, you feel like you lose your identity. The people that you once talked to because of what you were doing now are kind of like, oh, he's retired. Let me live his life. But you never hear from him really again. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting battle that a lot of people have. And in the NFL, normally when you walk away, you're being told you suck for the first time. Tom, obviously that didn't take place. But maybe he did lose his identity for like 30 days. He Could've, was like, oh, yeah. what am I going to be doing if I'm not doing this? Well, and Breeze talks about it. Like People always say, yeah, this is Brady's 23rd year. But when you really think about 
about it. You know, he's probably been playing since he was six, seven years old. So it's really like his... 35th. Yeah, so it's not so much just the NFL. It's like that routine that he's had since he was, you know, seven, eight years old is ridiculous to think that all of a sudden you just got to drop the, it and break it. That's the toughest part, getting yourself on a routine, putting yourself on a routine. Because one thing from high school, you were on the, you knew what you were going to be doing regardless of the month, almost down to the week, meetings, workout, all these different things. And now... It's just on you. You know, you got to set your own calendar, your own schedule. But uh, when you Did you do, struggle at all when you retired? Oh, I yeah. don't remember. Did yeah, you? Yeah, it, it was. Publicly, it, was, it didn't look like it, by the way. No, nah, you know, you, you take that time. I took a time, you know, just time away. But, you know, you start to, obviously, football season comes around. You start to think about it. You start to miss it. Um, but once again, when you go into transition, you start to think about all those things that made you successful in football, you know, being on time, being accountable, being a good teammate. And you just take that to working. whatever you're doing next. Yeah, just working and, you know, knowing how to work. It's not just, hey, I'm just short to work, but you also got to learn. It's like you got to learn how to watch film. You got to learn how to take care of your body. Like, it's the same thing, you know, in life. And for athletes, you kind of get out there mid-20s, early 30s, and you're starting, like, on shit that people your age have been doing for 10 plus years and you're starting right there so it's it's a hell of a transition we kind of live life backwards in a sense um, but you know I think teammates uh, family help helps the transition for a lot of guys it's a Benjamin Button bank account too oh yeah, yeah. you know because oh, whenever yeah. you're 25, yeah. 26 you have the most amount of money that you'll ever have in your entire life and then you gotta figure out how to properly use that and then set yourself up again while doing something you've never done before and you're way behind everybody else that is at your age. It's an interesting phenomenon. And that's yeah. why, what was that broke documentary? They said like 80% of guys go broke. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, think it's, I don't think it's because like, obviously you don't take care of your finances and money. That's the way to do it. But I think guys just get so lost that they just start like just figuring, trying to find it, find it, find it. And they don't. And then it's, Oh shit, what just happened? I spiraled completely out of control. Which also makes a lot of sense if you are used to having a certain lifestyle and then if you don't really have anything to do to like continue that source of income and you continue to live that lifestyle, yeah. like after a while, like that well's gonna run up. Joining us again, a man who um, you know, lost internet right in the middle of a great conversation mm-hmm. about him wondering if he was good at anything else. And I had to remind him that we we sure know he's terrible in a saloon on the dance floor. Yep. That's right. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, Hall of Famer Kurt Warner. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was just somebody playing me. I'm still waiting. We, we, we found a little place here in, in Phoenix that so you can throw your cap on and, and your boots on. Exactly. And we're going to do a little boot scooting sometime when, uh, when you're out here in Arizona. We'll take you to the to the local club here and, and my wife uh, found a little place so we've uh, we've gone back out and done a little dancing uh, a little bit leading up to the season so you mentioned that last time we were on so i'm gonna i'm gonna take you up on that i just want to let you know when i show up and you know what this means because you've been at a square dance and line dance and saloon dancing country dancing what? place yeah i'm gonna be in all black with the black hat and i'm standing in the front and everybody's gonna be like oh this guy knows what he's doing <laughs> yeah. this guy knows what he's doing and then i'm gonna be you know, i'm a i'm a I can't wait. I cannot wait for that moment. But we'll put you right up in front. We'll, we'll make sure you're right up in front where you want to be. All right. I don't know. I'll probably have some uh, supplements in my body at the time. I'll be feeling pretty good. <laughs> I right. think the body will be pretty loose. <laughs> Kurt, what do you think about tonight, pal? I mean, obviously, Amazon Prime first game. Kirk and I are going to do a fantastic job. The pre-show is going to do great. Then once the game kicks off in Kansas City, what are your expectations? we got two of the young stars of this league and going to be around for a long time, Kurt. No doubt about it. And uh, I'm, I'm excited just because I, I love watching both of these quarterbacks every time out. Um, young guys in, in every game, they, they give you five or six of those throws that you just sit back and, and, and it's just 
I mean, I love just what breaking down the tape every Sunday and I'm just like, oh my gosh, how do these guys do what they do with the football? And, you know, when I was playing, I felt like, like I could do a lot of stuff with the football, but I watched these guys and I'm like, this is a, a whole nother level. Um, two great guys too. So I think we're going to have fireworks and, you know, I, I know, um, you know, the Chargers defense on paper is, is a lot better and they've got the pass rushers and stuff, but Still, when I go in and you're playing against Patrick Mahomes, I expect there to be 35 points on the board every time he goes out. And Whoa. Justin Herbert is the, is the same idea that um, it's just it's fun to watch him. I think it's going to be explosive. Uh, I think it's going to come down to the wire as these games always do, and uh, it'll give us a, a great idea of where Chargers are as a as a football team. The score you said down the wire. You think it's going to be within four and a half points? Like oh gosh, I'm over. I, I, I can't speak on that. Come on, Kurt. I, what? Kurt. I, I, that's that is not my role in my job. I want. <laughs> I, I tell people all the time. I don't care who wins. I know we have to pick games, and it is what it is. I just want to break down the game afterwards and tell everybody what happened. I want to. I want to talk about the football aspect of things. You guys all do. Right. Your, Come on, you guys Kurt. do your things. The all overs and unders. Right. And the, well, it sure sounded like you were like, hey, Pat, bet yeah. the over. Yeah. Yeah. Point said, you said it's going to come down, down to the wire. Like what that four and a half. What, how many points is the 50, over under right 53 and a half. That's a lot. It's a lot. 53 and a half is high. Three and a half? Heck yeah, I'm going the over with you. Yeah! Yeah! Prognosticating. Free money. Look at you prognosticating. Let's, let's go. Let's score some points. Come we'll on. Sweat. I want every game to be in the 60s. Okay. And that'll also give you a lot of film to break down afterwards. Yeah, yeah. exactly. A lot of success. Exactly. Here we go. Uh, a couple of the boys have some questions for you, Kurt. Is that all right? Yeah, sure. Go ahead, Ty. Kurt, your former OC, Mike Martz, kind of made some waves saying that uh, he looked at the tape of both Trey Lance and Justin Fields and essentially said, like, hey, these guys are going to stink in the NFL. They can't process anything that's going out there. Uh, I assume a lot of people think that's pretty early, uh, but you obviously respect his opinion. Uh, after watching those games on Sunday, what do you think about both of those guys respectively going forward? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, you know, I'm not going to do anything based on the game that they played on Sunday. I mean, torrential downpours. Pat, I think you're with me, right? Let's dome everything yes. so we don't ever have to watch a game like that, especially if I'm a quarterback and it's week Ooh. one and I'm watching Patrick Mahomes play in a dome and throw five touchdown passes and I got to go out and play in a torrential downpour. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, I do not want to be here today playing in this game. But, I, you know, so – First of all, you know, you're not going to judge either one of these guys based on that. Thank you. Um, you know, to, to Mike's point, you know, if his big point was that the lack of processing, I will say that up to this point in, in both of their careers, I do believe they struggle with that part of it, is that they're, they're going to have to be able to process faster, know exactly what they're seeing, not hesitate and throw the football. Both of these guys can throw the football really, really well. If they know what they're doing with it and they know where they want to throw it, they can both rip it. They're both athletic, so they can buy themselves some time uh, as they learn the processing part of it. But it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how good you are. Eventually, you have to learn how to process the game from inside the pocket and make plays on time, what I call making layups. See the right thing, know where to go with the football, and make the right throw. You've got to be able to do those things. And so uh, they both have, have a ways to go. Uh, they both have a ways to go in that regard. And, you know, the question always becomes, are they athletic enough and good enough in the other areas 
that you know they can they can make up for the time uh, that it takes them to, to learn the processing, or is that going to catch up with them very quickly um, with the teams they have around them, and, and how successful can they be in the short term? You know, a guy like Kyler Murray, I think, is a great example. He's unbelievable athlete. He's still learning how to process the game. He gets better every year, but he's such a good athlete that we talk about him in the MVP conversation like halfway through every single year and he hasn't even learned how to really play the position yet. So, you know, so it's one of those things that, yes, those guys have have a ways to go, as you you would expect. Um, But I'm not ready to make any snap judgments on them, you know, their first start of of their second year. What's Mike Martz's deal? (laughs) Why are you so mad? I don't know. As, as you saw in the movie, uh, Mike's Mike's hard on quarterbacks. <laughs> so he, uh, he likes to ride those quarterbacks a little bit. So I, uh, you know, maybe it's just it's just part of his nature. Uh, but yeah, I thought you know I saw one one clip. I thought it was a a bit rough uh, on those young guys for for how much they've played in their careers and and where they're at right now. Uh, last question for you, Kurt. We can't thank you enough. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Kurt. Thanks for the overpick. If it goes under, I'll send you an invoice. But uh, we were just talking about <laughs> how uh, you were mentioning, you know, kind of balancing being a friend in the locker room and also, you know, being that leader. How do you think the Jimmy G dynamic is going to work out? Do you think that's going to be kind of hard for the locker room to block out the thought of putting him in in case Lance continues to maybe struggle a little bit? And also, how difficult is it, do you think, for Jimmy G to go from the the starter guy on the team for the last five years to now the backup and just kind of helping Trey Lance develop. Right. You know, we've talked about this a lot and, you know, got to know Trey just a little bit and he seems like a great guy. I've got to know Jimmy over the years and he's a great guy. And so just from a, a character personality standpoint, I understand what John Lynch and company are saying, like, there's not going to be a problem. These are two great guys and, and, and all that stuff. What I know is players want to play yeah. and yeah. players want to win. That's what I know. So you can say everything you want to say as a, you know, and go in and go, hey, I'm going to be the best, you know, teammate I can possibly be. And I'm going to help Trey as much as I possibly can. But man, you are waiting for an opportunity to play. Like you want to play, you want to be out there. And it's just human nature. If, if Trey's not playing well, it's not a knock on Trey, but to go, I, I'm better. You know, I, I was there with Eli Manning and I understood why they did it. And I understood that they were playing for the future and preparing for the future. But I'm sitting there in the middle of the season going, I'm the better quarterback right now. Like, we could win games right now if I'm playing. And so that's my perspective. And that's where it gets, gets really, really hard because that human nature enters in. And then there's the, the, the teammate perspective. Like, the teammates, yeah, oh, yeah, I understand the organization's building for three years from now when they hope to win a Super Bowl kind of like the Giants did. I get that. But the players aren't looking at it like that. Like, most of these players are going, I don't know if I'm going to be here in three years. Yeah, I'm here now. And we've got a team that could win a Super Bowl right now with the talent that we have. I'm not ready to waste a season. I'm not ready to throw away a year. And again, I'm not trying to knock on on Trey and saying that that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying that's what begins to happen. As I had guys when I was in New York that came to me and they're like, why aren't you playing? Like when when they benched me in New York, we were a playoff team. And and we weren't a great team by any means. So I understood the coaches going, hey, we're not going to win a championship this year. But we were a playoff team. And you guys have seen it. We've seen average teams through the regular season ascend get to the playoffs go on a run and, and win a super like shoot i went i was on a team in arizona that people said we were the worst playoff team ever and we were two minutes from winning the super bowl so those things can happen and so you have these veteran guys that are playing for contracts and you know they're getting you know Playoff checks at the end of their career and they're going 
I do not want to throw a year away in which we have a chance to compete. Um, and so that human nature plays in and then add the whole fact to it that that they all know Jimmy. Like, you know, it wasn't like me coming into New York and I was on a one year deal and, you know, they just met me two months ago. And, and, you know, not that they didn't like me or we weren't close, but it was just like it wasn't Jimmy who he took us to a Super Bowl. We went to the championship with him last Like, There's you know, there's personal feelings there, too. And so that's all I say is you can have the greatest people involved in your organization as you want. At the end of the day, players want to play and players want to win and they want to win right now and they don't want to wait for the future. And so I'm, I'm we'll be really interested to see how this plays out. Obviously, not if Trey plays well, because that that makes it easy. But if Trey Agreed. does struggle and he has to go through that learning curve, which I think all of us think he has to go through a learning curve, as most guys do. What does that look like as, you know, games start getting away from you like a game against the Bears? They start getting away from you and the team's starting to go. And we thought we could go to the Super Bowl and we're, you know, we're one in four. Like, you know, what are we doing? And team, and guys start to panic. And so it, I think it will be really fascinating. And, and I hope it all works out well for everybody. Um, but it is not as easy as it sounds going on. We got great guys in the locker room. This is going to be an easy deal no matter how this plays out. I don't think it's quite so easy. Well, if you have great guys in the locker room, don't they want to win a championship? Like yeah. that's like what is a great guy? You know, like what is a great, what is considered a great guy? And me and AJ have been talking about this literally since the beginning. It's like, hey, these are humans. This isn't Madden. You know, like these are humans that are like. To your point, I don't know if I'm gonna be on the team in three years. Let alone, hey, playoff checks are fucking nice too, and we can easily <laughs> get one of those. You know what I mean, Kurt? It's yeah. a wild decision that they have to make. I can't yeah. wait to see how it works out. Well, and you know, I would even say too, like in New York, I remember there was one game that. Eli was really bad against Baltimore and they, they inserted me at the end of the game. And, you know, we came back, we almost won that game. You know, that's another dynamic that you say to yourself is, is 49er brass. Are they willing to at times just say, Hey, Trey, you're still our guy. And we understand there's going to be some growing pains. We're willing to put Jimmy in Jimmy, go, go win us this game, but then we're going to go right back to Trey. But are they willing to kind of have that give and take? So they don't throw the season away. If, if, you know, if Trey is struggling at different times, would they be willing to do that? And then can you handle that dynamic as well? So there's just there's a lot of fascinating things about it that I, I think all of us are are kind of waiting to see. You know, does Jimmy just get traded away so we don't have to worry about it? Or is he there for 17 games? And then we got to see how this thing plays out if, if, you know, if the season doesn't go as planned. It's a sociological experiment happening over yeah. there right now at a very high level with a lot of very competitive people with a big goal that is attainable to a large group there. We all hope Trey plays incredible, but it seems like that is just not going to be the case with the way the NFL is. It's going to be some learning curves, and you got a veteran who is one sitting there. I'm intrigued to see how it pays out. I think you are as well. We can't thank you enough for joining us, Kurt. You're the best, buddy. You got you bet, guys. Anytime. Hey, we need to hit the uh, Super Bowl week. You know what I mean? Yeah, Super Bowl week. Hey, there you go. There you go. Good call, AJ. Thank you, AJ. I'll be the judge. I'll judge who wins the dance on. No, you're dancing. You stink at dancing. I didn't know we were having a contest. I thought we were just having fun. Yeah, we're together. I mean, team building. Yeah, nothing brings people together like a little competition. D Bud will do it too. I'll judge. I think I'll just think the trust fall. I think, this one's no, I think you guys are all dancing. Oh, you scared to get yeah. on the floor with everybody? You scared to get everybody. Out there? Yeah, I can <laughs> judge. You guys can jump out there do the uh, electric slide with me. <laughs> no, they, well, that's next. That's yeah. funny because Copperhead Road. Uh huh. It is the electric slide with an extra kick. That's right. Oh, 
Lord. You, you already know some of these moves. Oh, you already know some of these moves. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I went to school in West whoa. Virginia, pal. What do you think this is? What do you think this and is? And I thought we were just going out there and we were going to learn together and then see. I mean, you can't go with the head start and know. Whoa. I, I seen, I seen <laughs> in a movie, you got an expert living in your house. Okay? So I don't okay. need to hear anything hey, about me. She, yeah. She is pretty good. She yeah, she's not invited. We right. We do not want her to come embarrass us in this entire thing. Well, we, she might be the one out in front teaching us. Oh so yeah, in the all black. In the we, all, may, we may oh, need yeah. somebody to get us to get us right, Pat. So Smart. We may want to have her. She'd be a good judge too. Yeah. Well, she, we're not judging. Well, we're doing yeah. this together. This oh, is a team right. thing. Come on, Jeez, ladies and gentlemen. I definitely don't want her as the judge. I don't want her judging because she's 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 going to lean in every other direction besides me. So. <laughs> I don't want her judging. Maybe. Okay. Maybe she is. Maybe, 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 maybe she is. And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Kurt Warner. For yeah, Kurt! Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, Coach. That's good. That was yeah, good. Yeah, 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 we're back. Juice. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Cheese. How about them? Cheese. Can I get Hey, how about them? Cheese. Great win. Great. Huge game, home game, yeah. prime time at Arrowhead Stadium. Guys, 50th anniversary, Chargers coming to town. All right, huge, huge. Great job, all right, great job last week against Arizona. Thank That's a coach. nice win. We'd love to spend a little bit of time on it, but with the short week, obviously we got to get moving. Three days we're going to be going to a hotel, going downtown, little walkthrough, check in, right? Get your little snack, go up to your room. Mm-hmm. Then we got 6.30 special teams, all right? Then we got 7 o'clock OD, 7.30 team meeting, final, final stuff, and then we're rolling, all right? So today, all right, this morning, we got to get rolling onto the next team. So let's take a look, all right, at the Chargers here. All right, go ahead, Foxy. So offensive keys to victory. This one's probably not obvious, <laughs> right? 52. Okay, Orlando. Who's 52? Pull it back, Coach. Yeah, yeah. That'd be Khalil Mack, and we know who 97 is. Bosa, That's Coach. Joey Bosa. He's Coach. Let's make sure that we block these two dudes. Let's make sure that 52 does not wreck the game. You understand me? Yes, yes He Coach. cannot wreck the game. Three sacks Jeez. in his opening game as a charger. Wow, Three sacks. Christ. The only reason they went and got Mack and we'll talk about J.C. here in a minute, Jackson, is to beat our ass, to close this division out. Because for six years, we've had, we've had that honor, and we've got to earn it. I get that. Okay? But that's the only reason they brought this dude. He is a game wrecker. A game wrecker. Years ago, Robert Quinn, okay, at the Colts, we're playing the Rams. Shit. And I fucking all week, <laughs> we cannot let... I think he was number 94. 94. Robert Quinn. He does not wreck the game. Wednesday. Thursday. Robert Quinn can't wreck the game. <laughs> Friday. Robert Quinn, guys. Got to know where he's at. He can't, he's going to be lined up over here. Costanzo, right there. Can't wreck the game. Saturday. Okay. Get to the game. What happens? Bink, bink. <laughs> yep. Rip. Uh. Strip sack. Chris Long. Scoop. Score. 38-8 was the final. Jeez. This dude... Can't wreck the game. Coach, Coach, that game, uh, I think the punter on your team gave away a Toyota at halftime. Uh, immediately after Tavon Austin 
took a 98-yard punt return back to the so house. Let's, let's, let's stay guy. focused on, on <laughs> right now. I'm not yeah, some nightmares right now. No, that was yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was huge. Yeah, was that dead. was the one like, hey, don't kick it to that little thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's yeah. easier to <laughs> done. I freaking know. Oh, no. Right? Yeah. yeah, I get it. So, great. They got dudes up front, right? <clears throat> that dude, that dude, right? <clears throat> Derwin James, what did they just give him? They gave him a bag. A lot of bags. He's the real deal. J.C. Jackson, I don't know. He's questionable. He's questionable. This game, that guy, eight picks, comes over from New England. He's a dog, all right? And he loves games like this. Don't Just prepare like he's going to be out there. And then if he isn't, we'll adjust from there. Yes, Coach. Do yourself. Get on the tape and study that dude, all right? If he don't play, they got some other dude, Davis, all right? Bryce Callahan. He's been in the system, all right? This is, this is Vic Fangio's defense, okay? Their base defense, if we line up in, in, in two wideouts or less, they'll be in base. It's a three-force game. Everything else is going to be an over-front, four-man front nickel defense, all right? But Bryce has been in this system for a long time. He's really good oh, yeah. as a slot corner. Really, really good. He's smart. 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 A, lot like a, guy, a lot like a guy I had in Indy, you know, D-Butts. It can unwind <laughs> a lot of things, right? Can this guy catch or no? Can that guy catch? Not like that guy, Andy. He can do. He can do everything. He covers that. So Asante Sandler, again, guys, I love your energy. I love your energy. Thanks, Let's focus. Sorry, coach. Okay, Sante Samuel Jr. Boom. J.C. Jackson. All right, they've got dudes. They've got dudes all over the place. All right, this guy again. What do we expect out of this dude, Kelsey? What do you think? Going to cover you a little bit? Yeah, probably, coach. So stay on schedule. What does that mean? All right, take what's there. They're a, they're a, they're a four-man rush. Again, why they went and got this dude is so they could rush four and play coverage. Deploy seven guys into coverage. That's who they are. There's going to be a ton of split safety. All right? <clears throat> we'll run the ball when we need to run the ball. We can do that on these dudes. But, <clears throat> again, we've got to be able to defeat. All right? They're counting on that dude and that dude with four-man rush and playing coverage behind us. You're going to see cover eight, which is roll strong. All right, quarter, quarter, half. That's their base defense. That's their base coverage, right? So a lot of times, Patty, you're going to do your thing. That's why you're here. <laughs> yeah, you I know, do Coach. your thing. I'm not telling you not to do your thing, but you do your thing. But understand that they're going to jam reroute. They're going to play some Tampa. They're going to play some two. All right, check down. Don't turn down a profit. We got dudes that if we dump it off, they'll catch and run and make plays. So we got to stay on mm. schedule there, take what's there. And then let's capitalize on the mismatches. Yes, Coach. Okay, <laughs> let's capitalize yeah, on the mismatches. You watch the tape. Watch the tape. Okay, Van Noy's a really good player. Ton of respect for him. But you put the tape on, he was in a little bit of a pickle last game in the opener. Oh. All right, he's got man to man coverage on <laughs> the back out of the backfield, and they run a little pick route. So he's got to fight through traffic, number one, and then cover this back down the sideline uh, on a wheel route from the Raiders. Touchdown. Bold. So when we have those opportunities, Kelsey, you got to beat the hell out of this dude. Yes, right? coach. Backs, you got to beat them linebackers. Everybody understand what we got on this? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's go to the next one. Okay, defensive keys. Dude. Okay, real dude. We know it. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. He's come in here and beat us. Dog. All right, this guy. This guy's a dog. So we got to limit him. He's going to get some yards. He's going to make some plays. But we got to limit rush coverage and disguise. Okay, we'll have a plan when we want to get after his ass with our exotics and things like that. We've got to get him in third and seven, third and eight plus to do that in order to cut our dogs loose, right? So rush covers in disguise. Eliminate Williams. Why? Okay, number one, last year he killed us. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he had a field day against us the first game, September 26th at our place. 
All right, they won 30 to 24. You remember? Remember, yeah, yeah, remember right. Derwin. All right, thanks a lot. Derwin, you got it. Yeah. So Keenan's out. Okay, great player. He he's out. Okay, this guy showed up big time. Carter, he showed up big time. So we've got to pay attention to him and make sure that Williams, okay, doesn't wreck the game. Okay, it might have been all our focus might have been on Allen. All right, and take, but he's out of the game. So we've got to do a great job, eliminate him, and they got to beat us with Carter. They got to beat us with Everett. They picked up the tight end. Cook was there last year, and now they got Everett. He, he made some plays. He scored a touchdown last week. He's a really good player. All right, so we've got to do a great job here. This is what he had, okay, that game a year ago at our place. Seven catches, a buck 22, and two touchs. Red area stops. Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 Was that yeah I do. Remember that huh? one? Okay. Yeah, it was okay. terrible. That was a fucking miserable night. Though. I was playing quarterback. Brutal. So, and then red area stops. Okay, last year, they're uh, four for five, 80% in the red area. Good Lord. They can't do that. Come on, right? boys. They're going to get some yards. Okay, they're going to make some plays. All right, but once we get in the red area, we got to force field goals, all right? Four out of five. The other thing is fourth down. Okay, the head coach is who? Brandon Brand Staley. Staley. Coach. Staley. What does he like to do on fourth down? Go, go, go for, for it. Coach. Every time. Could no matter what. Could be at his own 18-yard line? Yeah. Yes. yes, coach. Could be at his own 18. Could be at his own one. What a fool, I don't know. Coach. Analytics come into play here. We're going to play smart football, but we got to be ready for that because at the end of that game, there's a fourth and four conversion touchdown. We're yeah. going to see it on tape later on. Foxy's yeah. going to queue it up for us. Then they got a fourth, and fi- a fourth and four. <laughs> get a procedure penalty. Goes to fourth and nine. They draw a DPI. They score two plays later. Go ahead, touchdown. Win 30 to 24. we got to be great Damn. here. Let's look at special teams real quick. Here we go. All right, win the field position battle. Half court offense, full court defense. What does that mean? Hey, we pin them, we get them, and whenever we get the offense, we That's exactly right. Oh, yeah. All right, so our oh. offense, let's set them up. Okay, let's set up our, let's set up Patty and the boys. All right, let's give them a great field position, and they got to go the long, hard way. Hop, <clears throat> one big play. That's all we're asking for. One big play. Okay, huge, a block, big return, and no penalties. Okay, we can't have any penalties, all right? We had a big return last week, right? Oh, yeah. We had a big ridiculous. return last week. And we came back because of penalties. So we got to do a great job there. Sorry, Coach. All right. Kelly, Joshua Kelly, Rook, Carter's going to be back there. He returned a kickoff. He returned punts. He may do both. Okay, let's go to the tape. Oh, here we go. Let's go to the tape. All right, Chargers defense. Question. Wiley. Sure. Who can't wreck the game? 52, coach. 52, coach. 52, coach. What the fuck? Come on, Wiley. Can't wake guy, Wiley. Wake up. Wake the I, don't mean call, I don't mean to call you out anything like that. You're a vet. You're an OG. I, I get that. All right? I apologize. That's Khalil Mack. You know who that is. All right? So this guy right here, look, go ahead and run the tape. I got help. There we go. Oh, Game oh. record. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's take a look wow. at it. Why? Okay? Why? This guy, okay, we're going to have help. We like to get five out. Grant, we got to get. We'd like to get five out. So there's going to be a time where, for both Brown and you, Wiley, you're going to be on an island. You're going to have to wear the hat against those guys. We may slide to you. We may slide away. But there might be a time where we might have a back or a tight end, and we might have a back here chipping those dudes too to give you a little bit of a down off. All right. But at any rate, you got to stay with these dudes. Watching the back end. First game of the year, right? Game week one. This is Adams right here, Devontae Adams. I, I suspect this is a way that they'll roll the coverage to maybe Williams. With Keenan out, they go to Williams. All right, so this is a strong rotation. They're playing cover two here. They run with the vertical here. We got a safety over top. It's corners on the backside. Roll the tape. 
Stop the tape. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Okay, no that dude's done. Up. That dude's done. We got safety over the top. They're playing quarters on the backside. They only got one vertical threat, so they got him bracketed. He's over the top of his guy. Well, he can't get out because he's chipping. All right, where are you going to go? Boom, run it. So we got to do a great job, and we got to win. Yes, coach. We got to win on the outside. Okay, that can't happen to us. Roll the tape here. <clears throat> okay, here's another one. Foxy, okay, what, look at the situation. This is end of the game, fourth quarter, fourth down. All right, gotta end of the game, it. fourth quarter, got to have it. We have to convert. Okay, we've got to execute versus these guys. Okay, here's Mac, here's Bosa. Go roll it. What are they playing? They're playing robber. Okay, so expect some robbers. So, Patty, go back one more time. So, as you're looking at this thing, it shows too high. Start to roll the tape. Okay, now freeze it. Okay, he's staying over the top of this unit. They've got this guy bracketed. I think this is Rempro, right? Yep. So, we're going to have Carter in the slot. We might put Big Willie in the slot. I don't know. Sky Moore, this could be you. All right, this could be you in the slot. You're going to have to win, but they dropped this guy down. we got single coverage here. We're going to recognize that. We're going to execute, and we're going to make the play. Okay, if we don't, Go ahead, run it. There's nowhere to go down the field. Yep. Go ahead and run it. Nowhere to go down the Cover field. Set. That, ends, that, that ends the game right there. That's it. I'll get open, Coach. 52 no, cannot wreck the game. Yes, coach. Please. 52 cannot wreck the game. Okay, here's another one, guys. We're in 21 personnel here. Let's say we stuck fullback in the game. We're in 21 personnel. They're going to be in base. We said there are three, four alpha, right? Here's our three down linemen. You got your two OLBs right here. Yep. All right? Middle open or middle close? Middle close. Middle close. Right? Middle close. Who's that right there? Derwin. Patty? Patty Mahomes. Who is that? Derwin. It's Derwin. <laughs> okay. So what's he down here? If he's down here, all right, sniffing ass around, usually if he's coming in and it's just going to be an eight-man spacing, they're going to bring one more into the box to stop the run. This guy will be bossed over. This guy will be over here. But if he lines up out here, assume he's doing what? Coming. He's coming. Let's go. Run the tape. Oh, yeah, there he goes. So they pick this bat, this running back for, for the Raiders. He sees it. He sniffs it out. But he dives at his ankles. It's an alien. They're talking about aliens all over the news these days. This is one of them. He's a freaking freak. You got to set your feet. You got to get in front of this guy. You can't lower the helmet because of the use of helmet, the crown, and all that bullshit. But get in front of that son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Clyde, you got me? McKenna, if you're in there, yep. let's it's get coach. this son of a bitch blocked. That's why I'm wrecking the game. The, dude, the guy's a dude. Roll the tape. I don't want to block him, coach. Throw me the ball. <laughs> Shut up and do your job. Okay. What do we got here? Okay, one more D. So who did we say was going to cut? Shut uh, up, guys. Going to cover uh, you, Kelsey? Probably. Derwin, Derwin James, coach. Derwin James. The okay. I know you know him, but watch a little bit more tape. Yes, coach. Okay, Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, on the, or excuse me, at the hotel. All that. Stuff. Watch some tape on this dude and see what's changed. Jersey number. Don't be looking for thirty-three. All right, he's number three now. Oh, right, shit. Go ahead. Good tidbit, coach. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Looks awesome. Thank you, Foxy. Okay, so run it back. So 33 ends up on Waller. Okay, that's the Raiders yeah. version, semi-version, the 2.0 of Kelsey. You're 1.0, we know it, everybody knows it. Hell yeah. All right? So they've got man-to-man -man coverage here. Go ahead. So he's running in face. He, got, they, they, he does a great job here. So we got to be smart. Look, if he's covered, don't try to force it to your number one guy, Patty. 
Take something else. Let's see sure. if there's something else that out there, whatever that, that is. Good. Don't force that thing. Okay? You would never pass. Don't no. force that thing. But that guy's an alien. He can make plays. Go ahead. Next play. Defense. Okay, looking at their offense, right? Fox was starting to chant. He's a dude. He's a dude. He's a dude. He's a dude. For our defense, go ahead, run the play. Okay, so go back. I don't know, like in the scouting report, you know, when the Raiders were talking and they were talking to the defensive players about the personnel, they probably talked about Allen, right? Probably talked about Williams. Probably talked about Everett. Probably talked about this little scat back Eckler yes, who can wreck games. Sure. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention him earlier. That dude is a dude. First, first down, second down, and third down. Running the ball, catching the ball, protecting. All right, so watch what happens here. Here's Carter. Welcome back, Carter. Mm-hmm. Watch what happens. Stop it. Derwin, what coverage are they running? Two. Derwin's not in this Running Tampa, two. How did he, he get just got to stay between the pipes, right? They're running this guy up to hold this. Oh, I'm, I'm just a reading I think it's coach. a little bit low for two. Might be, you know, might be cover eight, strong roll, right? Yeah. Stay away from the hash because they teach this guy to stay right down the deal, and they hit this guy on the seat. Watch this throw. It's a good-ass throw. A Great throw to coach. Carter. Okay? That guy, 10, can make all the throws, guys. What on the sky? Make all the throws. Next play, Foxy, please. Let's see what we got here. AJ, pay attention. A little bit of motion. Oh, Eckler. Oh, yeah. Did we just talk about Eckler? We it's did, yeah. It's like, where's Waldo? Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we know where number 30 is on every snap. You've got to know where this dude is. Okay, with Allen out, him and Williams become the two dudes. With Keenan out, he, they become the, we got to focus on this guy. doesn't matter what down and distance is. Go Squats ahead. Squats 1,000 pounds. Hand no. it to him. Throw it in the screen game. Split him out. He's a player. He can make plays. Next play. That's it. Thank you, Foxy. You're doing crushing it. Next play. <laughs> that is the last play, coach. Last play, coach. Yeah, Fox hates last you guys. Play. Foxy, he's fucking violent right now, dude. He hates you guys so much. That's it, huh? That's, yep, it. that's it. Okay, so listen. Let's have a great week of practice. Here we go. Okay, it's a short week. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Don't just assume, all right, because we're the Chiefs. We've won the division six straight years. Okay, that the Chargers are going to come in here and just lay down because it's at Arrowhead Stadium. We've painted the field. We've done all this stuff. We're going to have the band playing down here, yes. barbecue out the ass in the it's deal, oh, yeah. and they're going to walk in here, just waltz around, and just lay down for us. Study. Know your shit. Come ready to play. Both want to know right now. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins this game, it's going to be us. are going to have a stranglehold on the division. Oh, yeah. Best division in all of football right now, the AFC West. All right, and they got to come through us. They got to come to us. So let's do a great job and get ready to play this game. Let's go. Yeah. Um, I will tell you what, Coach. Whenever we decide to make this happen, and you agreed to do it, that moment should be memorialized forever. Mm-hmm. I fucking love this. I, you couldn't hear because we don't have ear things yet. We will next week at Thunderdome. Uh, we're not well equipped for this whole thing. AJ is even chiming in. It is exactly. It feels exactly like a team meeting right now. Me and me and Darius literally talking shit about things that you were saying quietly, not being disrespectful yeah. as much as we can. The pointing people out and what we just learned. I feel like that was a great depiction yep. of what it's fucking like on that, a Wednesday. That was great. I honestly great. believe. I felt like I was in a meeting. Yeah, me two, too. Two meetings at the same time. Yeah. AJ, okay. could you imagine this fucking guy every Wednesday morning, dude? Oh, it'd be amazing. Chuck has to hate you guys. I love how he had to shut you up multiple times. <laughs> well, what do you want us to do? I mean, guys, yeah, I love like the energy. Guys, I love the Come energy. On. I love the energy. He said, let's go ahead and keep it down. Got to bring it. Um, 
Chuck, you've given us two incredible mm-hmm. breakdowns as a head coach for both of these teams. Now it comes down to this. Who's this winning is, tonight and how? This is what I miss. There's a lot of BS going on uh, that I don't miss as a head yeah. coach. But being in the locker room and being with the guys right. and going through the grind and that brotherhood, that's yes. what you freaking miss. Oh, yeah. Kurt Warner just talking about the things that he misses. And when football's over, you know, for all of us coaching and playing, and you're sitting there trying to figure out what's my purpose, what's my next why, what's my next life's work, this shit. Thank you for letting no, me know. No, no, thank you. Thank you, Awesome. Thank you. It's fucking amazing. And uh, we appreciate this. We can't wait for it all week. And we are going to, honestly, I mean, we're going to become a much better show because of it. Oh, for yeah. sure. With that being said, who's winning tonight, Thursday Night Football, after you just coach both teams? Not yet. <laughs> okay, so let's recap. Chiefs are at home, right? Yeah, it's 50th anniversary. They painted the field. 50th anniversary. Yeah, I don't know. I think Brand it's... new paint. Huge, right? I um, think they got everybody healthy. The only thing you look at maybe special teams with the Chiefs, missing Buckner. Yeah. That oh. could play huge, right? Yeah, J.K. Okay, Scott. So stinks. they're missing him. They signed uh, Matt Amendola. Mm. Used okay. to be the Jets kicker, so they mm. got him in. Yoked. Tell me if I'm off the tangent here. No, no, you're right. Right. You guys are looking at me like I'm, you know. Effed up or something. No, we're just hoping you go our That's way. Yeah, yeah, right. no. What? We're just Why? hoping you go our way. Why? Why? <laughs> okay, so, anyway. Nine and four. Last five seasons. All right? KC's nine and four at home primetime games. Hmm. Last three seasons, all right, five and three. You'd think it'll be a little bit more. Home field advantage, the, coins, the, the noise, this, that, and the other. Patty Mahomes. You look at the other side. Chargers coming in. Big win. First win. Everybody will say, hey, look, they had five sacks. All right, that defense, they had three interceptions. They should have they should have shut them out. Raiders are pretty good. Yeah. I don't care where you're playing. This AFC West is a, is a mauler. All right, Keenan Allen's out. But they got other dudes, and they got this quarterback playing lights out right now. So this is where I'm heading, and this is what I'm thinking. Go ahead, Foxy. Oh, shit. And this is why. Wow. Oh. Chargers outright. It's going to be high scoring. It's going to be high scoring. Mm -hmm. There ain't no doubt about it. You got two of the best young quarterbacks in the National Football League going at it. But I just think Matt Bosa and the James game, too much. Too much for these dudes, all right? These two rushing the passer, being able to get pressure on Patty Mahomes with four-man rush and play coverage, that's going to to stymie it. And they'll do a great job of keeping Pat, Pat under control, all right? Herbert and company. That offense is too much. That guy can make all the damn throws. With the arm, with the legs, he's been there. He's two and two against him, so he's not afraid of this moment. This is not too big for Herbert and his boys. And then big balls, Brandon. Mm. Big balls, Brandon. Let's look at the tape. Why are we saying big balls, Brandon? Let me set up the scenario here. All right. Here's what it is. Fourth and four. All right. And I believe we're down 17-14. Start of the fourth quarter. It's fourth and four. He decides, are they in field goal range? Yeah. This coach. Mark ain't the 46. All right. <laughs> ain't never been. They're at the 28 right now. All right. They could go for the field goal, but he said no. He's known for this, guys. He is known for this going for fourth down. He, he went for it, I think, second most in the league last year. So run it, Foxy, please. So they go fourth, <clears throat> fourth down. He goes down, and we know he's out, but they convert. What happens two plays later? Because he six big balls, and he decided to trust his guy, and he decided to keep number 10 on the field 
All right, he converts the first down for him, and then who would we say was going to be the dude this week for Mike the Chargers? Williams. Mike. With Keenan out? Mike, Mike Williams, Mike coach. who? Williams. Mike Williams. Number 81. All right, here he is up here. Roll the tape. This is two plays after that fourth down conversion. Oh, what Tutty. a move. Tutty. They Damn. take the lead, 21-17. Let's go to the next situation. Now we got fourth and nine because they had fourth and four again, all right, in the Chiefs' territory, and the score is tied 24-20. They could have settled. They hit their mark. They could have settled, put one right through the uprights, <laughs> gone up uh, 27 would be. Yeah, let's go. So he elects. So they have false start. So now they're backed up fourth and nine, all right? Go ahead, run the tape. So he gets the matchup. Go ahead, run it back. He gets the matchup. He looks around, surveys the deal. Go ahead and run that thing back. Here's what he's looking at, okay? No, no, this is where we're going. Okay, so he throws it to Guyton. <clears throat> he drops the ball, but they draw what? Flag. 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 Penalty flag. Two plays later, guess what happens? Touchdown. 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 They miss the extra point, all right, but they win the game 30-24. to 24. That's why I'm going with the Chargers. Right? Let's go. Because of these three things. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Hey, come here. That was awesome. Thank you. Love you, Coach. Coach. Thank, you, Coach. Thank you so much, Coach. Makes me feel good about our... Uh, Makes me feel good about our same game party. Coach, incredible. Thank yeah, you, Coach. Thank you, Coach, coach P. Coach, that was awesome. Hey, love you too, man. Love you, Coach. You love love coach. you, Coach. Hey, Jay, how about it, pal, huh? He's the man. Like, Chuck is awesome. That was, I feel yeah. like I got a good breakdown on this Thursday night game. I know exactly what's going to happen. Chargers are going to win. Yeah. Uh, let's pivot away from the game and away from Coach P's keys because we're three minutes late for a man that we love talking to. Mm -hmm. A man who might be on pace to win the defensive MVP this year yeah. with how he started in his brand new home. Ladies and gentlemen, two-time Super Bowl champion, a man who has an incredible haircut that is much deeper than just the hair that's on his head. That's right. He's a future GM, future Hall of Famer, Vaughn Miller. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate y'all having me, man. You know, having me back on the show. Coach Pagano and, uh, you know, John and Chuck, man, I, I love those guys. It was a great, a great breakdown. Uh, Pat, I appreciate you for having me back on the show. We might as well make this a residency, man, and have me on here every single week, man. You know, I'm all for it. I know we talked about it in training camp. I'm happy to be back, man. I love this play. Ooh. Are we in Vaughn Miller every week? Vaughn Miller Thursday. Vaughn Miller every week. Hey! Alright, we'll figure that out. We'll definitely figure that out because if you are to be on our show every week, that is a big fucking deal and we are very <laughs> thankful for it as we are thankful that you joined us today. Now, the start with Buffalo has obviously been fantastic. Your haircut, though, ends up on Come On, Man. I see you put a tweet out about what that's all about. It feels like you are... You're an incredibly deep-thinking dude, huh? Like, have you always been that way, you think? Or has sports you know, kind of got you here? You know, I, I've had this haircut for about eight years now. You know, and, um, <laughs> you know, whenever your hair grows, um, honestly, it's, it's really the only place where my hair grows. So, <laughs> you know, I, had, I got to line it up and make it look nice. You know, the triangle has uh, deeper meaning to it. I'm all about positive energy. I'm all about manifestation. That's why I'm here in Buffalo. And um, it all just kind of went together. The haircut kind of really just chose me. And um, you know I'm I'm appreciative of it, guys. Are, guys here in uh, in Bills uh, in Bills Mafia, you know they're, they're getting a haircut, man. It's it's pretty cool. Absolutely, go ahead, AJ. Bob, what was it like your first time in, in Buffalo, wearing putting the uniform on for a regular season game? You have an impact instantly, like sack first series. Like I was, you talk to some of the boys. I was actually in Indy last week, watching a lot of the tape with them, making them run back all your rushes, even when they got rid of the ball. Like you had a million good, really really good rushes. Like was that what you expected to get out that fast of a start? 
you know, I, I, whenever they drop the schedule, I've always I always envisioned success. I didn't know what that would look like, but I never really had thoughts about uh, going there and losing or going there and um, you know being disappointed. You know, I, I thought about you know, you know, seeing Aaron Donald and Coach McVay and getting everybody hugs and stuff. I, I never thought about us losing a game, and just because I think in that manner doesn't mean it to go that way, but. We started the game off, and everything happened exactly like I thought it would. You know, everybody was on fire. Josh Allen was just killing, you know, to start the game. But it, it was um, it was kind of weird being in there. Right when I walked onto the field, I'm warming up in my spot that I usually warm up in. And that's on the wrong side of the field. Somebody had to tell me, like, hey, like, <laughs> you know, over there now. And that's when it really hit me, like, dang, I'm, you know, I'm really on the opposite side. But so far, it's always been love. That is the best stadium in our league. Um, we won a Super Bowl there. All the vibes are always great there. All the celebrities were out there. LeBron James, Dr. Dre, you know, countless actors, man. It's a great environment to play in. And, you know, we had fun for sure. Hey, I saw OBJ there was, uh, you know, watching for who he was going to play for. You know what I mean? Like, that's in. You guys won. So, congratulations. Hey, that's what he said. Hey, that's what he said. No, you got off to a great start. And I think, like, I have become a massive fan of yours, not just because – like you, come on this show and give us a great conversation, which you are, and uh, we're very appreciative of that, not just because you're good at what you do, but like we talked to Andrew Whitworth last week, and I think everybody says this that's ever played alongside you. It's like, hey, he is a positive force in the locker room about making people better. And it feels like the Buffalo Bills, I think their social media account put a video out of you like getting dressed for the first time and like what it was like, and they're like promoting you. And in some locker rooms, especially a locker room that's been together for a long time, number one defense in the NFL last year, you get added into that, and you're also like this outgoing good. T- How has it been getting adjusted? And it, was it just like seamless whenever you got in there because everybody's on the same page, or, or did you have to kind of feel it out a little bit, Vaughn? You know, I, I've been playing football for so long. Um, I've been playing football since the fifth grade. That's kind of my place where I kind of grew into my own, where I evolved into, you know, this this person. Now I enjoy being in the locker room um, in Texas A&M, Coach Sherman. You know, he put me right by the music. We had this little DJ port, and he put me right by the music. And I was always a guy to play music, all different type of, all different types of genres to bring everybody together. You know, when I went to Denver, a lot I of responsibility, a lot of responsibility on that. Yeah, ops. it is. It is. I had everybody over to my crib, and you know, I've always been a team guy. It doesn't matter if it's the Pro Bowl. It, do, it doesn't matter if it's I'm getting traded to the Rams. It doesn't matter me being here with the Buffalo Bills. I've always been a, t- a team guy. I've always tried to figure out. You know, how can I make my teammates better? How can I make, you know, my coach's job easier? How can I make my teammates' job easier? And that's just that's just the world that I've been living in my whole entire life. So when you come into a locker room like this with so many leaders, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, um, you know, Tremaine Edmonds and, you know, Josh Allen and Diggs and, you know, all of these guys, man, and you just you just kind of fit in with the culture and you you just kind of blend in with the foundation that they've already that they've already built. So. It's, uh, it's been a joy being here, and it's uh, it's always great to go out there and have success for sure. Hell yeah. Why do you think that is? Why have you always been a team guy? Is that something like family members or your parents or someone instilled in you? Because you put being an outside rusher, too, like a lot of outside rushers, like, hey, man, whatever happens, as long as I get a sack or two, I'm okay. <laughs> you know, the Russian covers go together. <laughs> the Russian right. covers go together. Exactly. You right. always need somebody to help you out. You know, no matter how fast I get there, if the, if the coverage is not good, you know, it, it, they throw the ball quick. So I've always been a team guy. I've always tried to, you know, figure out how can I help these guys so they can help me. And I think it started with me and my little brother. Uh, my little brother, Vince, he's two years younger than me. And we never got in trouble for anything. I could I could get in trouble for talking in class, being a class clown, you know, all of that stuff. We got in trouble for fighting each other. You 
know, we got in we got in trouble for, you know, um, getting into it with each other, arguing with each other. And I think that's where it developed for me. Like, hey, let me figure out our relationship so we won't get in trouble. And I think that just bled over to my, you know, my other brotherhood as well. Everybody loves you that plays alongside you, man. That's a huge honor. I think that means more than anything you could ever accomplish on the field. But I love hearing that mindset, especially from a guy who's going to be in the fucking Hall of Fame. Darius, your question for fun. Right. Speaking of that Hall of Fame career you're putting together, uh, you say you started playing football back in fifth grade. I'm interested to know, because I know as a coach, I, I wouldn't be putting you at just DN. What other positions did you all uh, play growing up? My very first position was quarterback. And I always thought that I was going to be you know, this quarterback, this this drop back quarterback that could that can make all the throws and stuff. And slowly but surely I kind of transitioned from quarterback to running back to uh, safety to inside linebacker to outside linebacker to you just rush the passer. It just it just <laughs> happened. You know, each and every year I was playing a different position and it just and it just happened. That's why I always uh you know, I'm always watching the quarterbacks and I'm always you know, I feel like I can see I, I feel like I can see and I can feel great quarterbacks. That's why, you know, being here with with uh, Josh Allen and being with Matthew Stafford and being with Peyton Manning and all these guys. I've been around quarterbacks my whole entire career. Ryan Tannehill, we're getting ready to play these guys. And I just knew from the get-go that Ryan Tannehill was going to be great because I always felt like, you know, I'm a quarterback at heart. And I, I guess that's why I rush the pass the way I do, man. I, I always feel like I'm a quarterback at heart, man, and that's where it all started for me. What's next for you guys? What do you got on uh, deck here? Where are we at in the schedule? I know you guys got Monday Night Football against the Titans. What do you guys got today? Oh, we, we just had our – this was our pass rush day. And, um, you know, we were out there going over third down, short yardage and stuff. You know, it was a fun day. You know, it's, it's a fun day for all of these guys, man, getting out there with Jordan Phillips and Greg Rousseau and, you know, A.J. Espinessa and – I, I, I mispronounce his name every time with A.J. And, <laughs> yeah, you're an asshole. Good teammate, Jeez. huh? You know, all these guys, man. You know, being out here with all these guys on pass rush day, that's where we really come to life. That's where we really hang our hat on rushing the passer. So it was, it was a fun day for us today. What year is this for you? This is year 12, but it honestly does not feel like it. You know, it does not feel like year 12. Um, to be honest, the only time it feels like year 12 is when I'm when I'm in a locker room and I hear, like, the jokes that the young guys make. And, you know, that I, when I see their perspective, you know, versus my perspective, that's the only time where I really feel like age. But when it comes to, you know, working out, running, you know, watching film, all of this stuff, I, I just feel like I'm – Stuck in 2016, to be honest. Do you have the Ox in the Buffalo Bills locker room as well? And with these young guys? Yeah. They, yeah. yeah they, I'm the designated DJ. Oh, oh that's, a, the, wow. that's huge. Hey, that's a big deal. Yeah, right. Going into an yeah, already made defense. You know, I, I, play, I, I play all type of genres, man. You know, I, you know I, to be a great DJ, you got to be able to look at the crowd. And you got to be able to <laughs> relate to everybody there. Whether that's whether that's this guy from Nebraska or this guy from New York or whatever these, these people come from. You got to be able to relate to the crowd. So I mix up a lot of stuff to keep everybody happy. Long broke my heart. Any Luke Combs on that? Yeah, you got you getting Luke Combs on the play or no? I, I play all type of I play all type of country music for sure. Um, Chris Stapleton, um, oh, like, like you said, Luke Combs. Uh, Ain't worth the whiskey. I, that's my guy. Uh, Coach Wendell. <laughs> Yeah, that's Coach Swindle. I love Coach Swindle, man. I, I'm, from, I'm from Texas A&M. Like you, you gotta love country to, you know, to, to be at Texas A&M. Sure. Sorry, but you guys lost game day last week. Uh, Yikes! Last oh, man. Yeah. Sorry about it. Go ahead, AJ. Your question for hey, Bond. When any of these young pass rushers that just come into the league ask you for advice or how many moves they should have, is there anything you tell them specifically? I know Kevin Green, the guy who's in the Hall of Fame. He was the outside backers coach in Green Bay for a while. 
he always told guys when they were young, like, hey, you perfect a move, like per- perfect one move, and then work a counter off of that. And then once you do that, we'll we'll go we'll go from there. Like, is there a number of moves that you're always working on, or how's that work? One hundred percent. That that is true. Um, I always tell the guys, what got you here to this point is going to take you to the next level. You just got to find a way to make it perfect. You got to find a way to evolve that. You know, you can't take a power rusher and make them, you know, a speed rusher. You just got to see what they do best. And you got to perfect the counter off of that, just like you said. And, you know, you go from there. But the way I go about teaching the young pass rushers is I'm an open book. I really like to talk about mindset, going to the games, what I'm looking at, situational football. And that's where I feel like we get the most mileage because pass rushers come in all shapes, sizes, um, weights, and, and, and all different backgrounds. I like to talk about the mindset, what I'm thinking about, what I'm looking at. And that really gets the most mileage. And we had a pass rush summit each and every year. And I bring out all of these pass rushers. And if we can get one or two things from all these guys, you know, it's 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 a success. You know, whether that's uh, being in a three-point stance, whether that's being in a two-point stance, outside foot up, inside foot up, whether that's a spin, a dip, or speed to power, whatever that may be, it's a place where we can come together and really sharpen a knife. And, you know, being around all these great guys, you know, I'm a firm believer in iron sharpens iron. I was so lucky to be on a team that had Freeney and Mathis and John Tierlink was the coach, JT, like legendary pass rush coach and D-line coach and watching them work and what they were working on and then listening to them talk about how hey this is a chess game right now like we are setting things up for later in the game we are making this happen knowing we're not going to get to the quarterback but maybe three situations from now that is going to do and it, it took me back to Thursday that's why I started smiling whenever you start talking about what your mindset is going in the game because I don't know if you got to watch the game back or not rookie left tackle had you locked up on one play I think you tried to speed. I think he got you. And they were zoomed in on him on the next play. And they're like, he's going to be just fine in this league. And you hit him with a fucking bull and just ran him <laughs> right into Stafford. And I was like, oh, that's the rookie not knowing, like, okay, yeah, Vaughn probably let you win that one. Like, that is probably one that he let you have for a setup. Is that happening every play, every game? Like, how do you, how do you set up a whole story of what you're going to do, basically, to a guy in that one-on-one matchup all, all game? Now, no boom definitely got the best of me on that play. But, um, you know, I, I have so much respect for offensive linemen. You know, at first when you come into the league, you know, I hate these guys, this and that. But um, as you get to evolve and you get to you, – you, you, um, you have more appreciation for the game. Um, I respect the offensive linemen. They have such a hard job. You know, they have to be perfect all game. And if they slip on one time, that could be the, that could be the play to change the game. And I always like to talk about the game within a game. You know, um, if I rush this way and, and it's stopping, I'm going to try something else and I'm going to keep trying. And I'm, I'm going to keep trying to find a way to get back there and – you know, I just got to get there one or two times. But if I had it my way, I would beat the guy every single play. Like they're going, they pay these guys too. They they pay these guys too. They're going to win some reps. But fortunately for my position, you know, I, I just got to get there three or four times. You know, get a sack, force yeah. fumble, try to try to change the game. And you know, I'm I'm in a good position to be a pass rusher. Yeah, get four sacks a fucking game this year. Yeah. 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 Hey, if you don't, it's going to be a disappointment, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Wow, man. Maybe don't even look in a mirror for a year or so. You don't get four sacks a game this year. That'd be wild. I mean, you're on pace to have your best year yet. I mean, that was – you were shot out of a cannon week one. Now, I haven't looked at every single season you've ever had. You look fucking great. And that defense, I think, yeah, it's going to be amazing. They're going to be thankful. Go ahead, uh, Ty Schmidt. Yeah, Vaughn, speaking of being shot out of a cannon, uh, we were talking a little bit about with, you know, being back at So5 – opening kickoff of the NFL season on the the banner night and everything like did that give you any more juice at all or you know you've already won a Super Bowl you obviously are a future Hall of Famer like do, do you 
Do you take anything else from that, or was that just kind of a, hey, this is the first game of the season, like I'm going to be ready to go no matter what? Yeah, I think that's where it was at. You know, I, I went to the Rams uh, ring ceremony, and that was honestly my last day on the team. And I told myself whenever I got to Buffalo and training camp that I was going to let all that stuff go. It took some time. Honestly, I, you know, I missed L.A. for a long time. I still miss L.A., and I still have so much love for L.A. But when I went to SoFi, it was all about my guys. It was all about, um, you know, being with my guys. One of my guys joked about, am I going to go out there for um, the the, the uh, unveiling of the banner? I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm I'm here with you guys. I'm trying to build something with you guys. I'm trying to do the same thing that we did with the Rams with you guys. And you just com- you just compartmentalize, you know, those emotions and you focus on the task at hand and you focus on, you know, helping your teammates out. You focus on getting sacks, making plays and, you know, all the other stuff. It just it just goes out the window. I still love all those guys. I miss those guys dearly. Raheem Morris and Jalen and Aaron Donald, man. It was it was a, it was a great time being in L.A. Every single day was like the Pro Bowl, you know, working with Coach McVay and you know, being in that schedule, you know, it's, it's very uh, vet friendly, man. I, you know, I, I love L.A. and I always love L.A. Hey, there's a lot of Bill's Mafia in that crowd. Stafford had yeah, to go on a silent count in his own on a banner night. On yeah. a banner night. Yeah. I think I think you experiencing Bill's Mafia all season is going to be awesome to watch. Uh, I don't know if you heard or not. Uh, A.J. told Stephon Diggs. That if he punts a Bildo into the stands, he'll donate fifty grand to a charity. So keep your eyes peeled out there for flying Bildos. Yeah. Uh, Tom Diggs, last question here for Vaughn Miller. Vaughn, I don't know if you saw uh, Sunday Night Football. Uh, Micah Parsons was starting to eat off the edge, and Tampa counteracted with him getting chipped while he was engaged with the tackle. I don't know if you saw that or not. How do you feel about that that play, uh, being a, an edge rusher? engage with a tackle and then having a running back or someone just get a clean shot on you? You know, I, I actually commented on that play, um, and I said that this block should be taken out of the game. Um, and I, I, I felt that way because, you know, over time you start to, especially being 12 years in the league, it's it's all type of ways to get the job done. And I'm sure guys in the offense will be like, man, this is mad or it's just a chip block. But you're paying these marquee guys – by the time by the time Michael Parsons getting ready for his his uh, contract, you'll be paying him fifty five million dollars a year. <laughs> Why would you let a running back just go out here and clean his clock? And honestly, this is the only play in football where you get the tee off on a guy that's not looking. You can get that same you can get that same block accomplished just by using your hands or just staying in the way. You don't have to like go clean this guy up. And it's, it really hits home for me because I tore my ACL on a play like that. I tore my ACL. A guy chipped me on my left side, put my right leg down, and I tore my ACL. And you see plays like this each and every year. The one play that really gets me is where they start to tight end on the opposite side of the field and they motion them over to the other side of the field where you're at, outside the number, and they bring them in right before the snap count and he just cleans you up from the outside. And you can get all of these plays. Um, you can you can get the job done without cleaning the clock. It's just like having an interception. You know, you get an interception, sudden change, and you just can't go tee off on a guy that's not looking. Now you can kind of butt block the guy and kind of shield the guy and get in his way. But to go to go over there and clean up the guy, that's it's just a play that I feel like sh- that should be taken out of the game. And the NFL is always talking about player safety, you know, this and that. And we can't even land on a quarterback after we tackle him. Like, and I'm all for that. Like, I understand the points on that. But it should go both ways, and they should take care of the, these marquee pass rushes, the J, the JJ Watts, the TJ Watts, the Micah's the, uh, Michael Par- the Micah Parsons, you know, the Chandler Jones, like. You got to take care of all of these guys because we're all about making our league safer, and I think that should be included in the, in the conversation for sure. Hey, you, that might change something right yeah, there. Yeah, here we that go. That speech you just gave might change something. Honestly, 
Because I think you talking about it means a lot more than anybody else talking about it. Because I don't think you're saying, like, in an emotional standpoint that this role needs to change. You just pointed out some obvious hypocritical situations. Because back in the day, after a pick, who do you get? Wide receiver targeted and who else? Quarterback. And what do you do? Oh, okay. We got a shot at the quarterback and we got a shot at the wide receiver. And they're like, we can't do that anymore. Can't do that anymore. They were able to change it. What you're saying is same exact situation here, able to accomplish the same task without having to just demolish somebody, basically what you're saying. I'm not saying like, I'm not saying take the chip block out of football. Like that's ridiculous. But the way you go about it, it can be done without that much contact. It can be done without decking the guy on, on his shoulder and just cleaning his clock and doing all of this stuff. Like, it could be done without that. Like, you could just get in the way of the guy. You can hand check the guy. Mission accomplished. All, you, all you're really trying to do is slow the guy down long enough for the quarterback to throw the ball. And if the guy's not looking, if you hand check him, you still get the job done. Like, you you just don't have to clean his clock. And if the guy's on the line of scrimmage, say if it's a tight end that's lining up outside the pass rusher, like, just hand check him. You don't have to clean his clock you can get the job done without going overboard and that's that's just all it is i'm not saying take the chip block out or, or this and that like obviously it's, it's always going to be football but we can take some of the, the the dangerous levels of contact out of the sport by just not teeing off on our marquee pass rate. hell yeah Woo! let's do it i appreciate the hell out of you man enjoy the rest of your day i can't wait to watch you grow can we talk to you next week yeah, yeah. yeah i appreciate you man i'm here every week man y'all just let me know i'll be right back Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. We have breaking news via Instagram story. It does appear as if J.C. Jackson is playing this evening in this Thursday night football matchup Mm. for the Los Angeles Chargers where he will make his debut. He had a surgery to remove an extra bone in his foot in the offseason. He is now questionable for this uh, evening's game against the Chiefs in Kansas City. 50th year anniversary. Learned that from Coach P. His Instagram story, he shows a picture of him in, uh, in coverage, and he says... Y'all know what time it is. Jack Island. So, it seems like. J.C. Jackson's back, just like we thought. You're not going to have somebody be an actual game-time decision on a Thursday night football game. You might as well in week two. So, J.C. Jackson's back. We'll get to see this entire Chargers defense and what they were envisioning and piecing together this offseason. This is big news, A.J., and great for our Chargers plus four and a half, same game parlay. Available right now as a no-sweat bet on FanDuel Sportsbook. This is, I mean, if you look at the Chargers' defense, they are stars oh. everywhere you look at every single level. So when you add J.C. Jackson, I mean, what are you going to do against these guys? I, I'm, I'm very excited for the game tonight. I want to see what the Chiefs do, what Andy Reid kind of has up his sleeve, how you keep Pat Mahomes upright. He will hopefully be getting rid of the ball pretty quick. I don't want him taking a bunch of shots. Hey, we're winning the bet. Here Let's we go. go. Hey, pumped. We this did is it. so cool. Yeah, it's going to move the line for sure. Hey, Darius is not here. Uh, he had to hop on a plane to get on his road to uh, Philadelphia, I believe, to film the NFL films sure. and mm-hmm. ESPN show that he has to do. Uh, he said earlier, yeah, this guy, yeah, this is a, this is a top five guy in the league. This is a top four guy in the league. First game of the season against the Chiefs. Do we have to think about that? You pair him up with that pass rush too, though. Like mm-hmm. Vaughn said, it goes hand in hand, man. Like you do not have a whole lot of time if you're you're Patrick Mahomes. What? JC getting a pick tonight is what we're saying. Is that what we're thinking? Yeah, maybe. Or you know, the Chiefs were kind of planning on it, and whoever's he's covering. 
We'll just stay away. And Oh, you think he's that type of corner, huh? Is that what it was like whenever he was up in New England? I mean, he's had like 20 picks the last two years combined. Like, he had, I think, 11 two years ago, nine last year. I just think Mahomes is going to put it wherever the fuck he wants. I was going to say, I don't, Mahomes doesn't Ooh. care if he's playing or not. I mean, yeah, obviously, he's, he's looking at it, but, like, Mahomes will fuck it. You guys are on Chiefs tonight, it sounds like. No, I'm just Four saying, I, I don't think Mahomes is going to cut off a, a section of the field just because J.C. Jackson's playing. I think he's going to still say, hey, fuck it, I'm going to test him. Go ahead, Tone. Uh, as far as tonight, yeah. What do you think about on the spread? Did it move at all? Has it moved at all? I don't think it's going to move. Uh, maybe it's juiced four and a half. So yeah, I think Fanduel also hasn't been doing whole numbers. They've just gone from four and a half to three and a half, which uh, you know it's a thing. Um, Tell us how you feel about it. You're not happy about what it. You just did. What's that all about? I don't. I, you know, I like a nice clean number out there. Every once in a while. What I are like, they doing? Are they directly fucking with you? You think? No, 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 no. But I, it feels like they don't like pushes. Because oh, it's impossible to score a half a point. If you scroll through their lines, they don't have one whole number in there. What's what that the all about? That? Uh, you know. Are they giving us a half, you think, or not? It's, yeah, because it's minus 118 on the four and a half. Um, so they know that that's a, a much better number if you're taking the Chargers there than if you go to the three and a half or even two and a half for sure. It may go to three and a half again, but the difference between three and a half and four and a half is not a huge difference. Okay, so let's talk about it, AJ. Now it's time for us to make our official pick. I will go first with Kirk and Al having their debut on Prime with Justin Herbert and the Chargers traveling to Arrowhead to celebrate the 50th anniversary of that stadium. There's going to be a band there. It's going to be going crazy. Coach P did all the research for us. I like the Chargers plus four and a half. Chiefs money line and over 53 and a half on this particular Thursday night football matchup of two AFC West Titans. Uh, A.J. Hawk, your picks, pal. I've gone back and forth with it. I I originally was going to go Chiefs. I don't like the four and a half, so I'm taking Chargers at four and a half. Um, and then, I mean, I don't know if I think the Chiefs are going to win or not, but I do like the over, for sure. Okay, so you like... Four- I would actually roll with all three years, but I just don't like to... I don't like when we both have the exact same deal out there. Well, well we just did. Win, win. Yeah, we just did. We have. The I mean, then, yeah, what you said is what I was hoping to make as well, so I'll roll with you. Okay. Hey, look at us on the same page just early yeah. in the season. Three bets, too, for one game. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Huh? Love hey, is it. Denver worried that Russ is going to have they're gonna have an issue with Russ since they see all this stuff with Seattle? What are you talking about? I know it's a weird pivot, but I've just been thinking that Too for a while. for that. You've been thinking about this all day or what? What do you think? No, it just it popped in my head again. But like, Den- if I'm Denver and I see all this stuff happen, I'm like, man, okay, do we need to really pay attention and make sure this doesn't happen here? Well, you got to remember, though, we're in an era now where guys don't work somewhere. A lot of coaches are like, oh, they'll work here, though. Remember? Back yeah, in the day, right. if you're a distraction or something bad happens, it was like, ah, keep them away from every NFL team. Now it's <laughs> like, oh, there's a problem over there. We'll be able to figure it out. I assume that's how Hackett feels, and he's got enough shit on his plate. I don't think he's worried about fuck with him, right? Nah, yeah, I guess you you wouldn't. He, Russ can play on the field. That's all that matters. He can make plays. Does yeah. Russ have his own office too over there? Uh, there is rumors Reports. that he does. Yeah, own, own weight room too. I think and showers and uh, uh, training. Stuff. Richard Sherman said on his podcast for the Volume Sports Network, he said, you know, Peyton said, timeout sixty two times on Monday Night Football on the Manning Cast. Richard Sherman pointed out something. He said that's because Peyton could have called that. Peyton had the power to do that. Uh-huh. Russell doesn't have the power to call a timeout. So is that something that is being discussed enough? Like, is like when Peyton went to Denver, they gave him the keys literally to the building, to the offense, to the city. 
It's everything. They won a Super Bowl. Is it a similar type of relationship with Russ? Is that what Russ wants? Is Russ happy? If Russ isn't happy, does it become a problem? They just paid him again. They get the richest owner. Like, I guess it is worthy of a conversation. But for me, it's just like, oh, kumbaya over there, right? He's still rolling around Rolls Royces and good man brand right now. Yeah, I don't think Denver's going to regret it because maybe with Seattle, you know, he came in as a rookie, had a very older coach, and then developed into somebody who wanted a lot of control, whereas in Denver – uh, it's more so like, hey, I got a young head coach. I'm yeah. an established vet. They gave me all this money. Like, I don't think they have a problem with him doing that because that was kind of the plan, right? I think so, right? So, they yeah, they already so. knew about Team 3 and everything, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's nothing is changing for Denver, whereas yeah. for Russell, it changed while he was in Seattle. This is like when um, Tom Brady and Tom, TB12 yeah. were kicked out of the Patriots facility. And then... Yeah. Tampa's like, uh, we'll actually add. We'll build it. Yeah, exactly. He needs nice a little annex. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. I wonder if Team Three's got their own little subsection of the facility. I would imagine they do. One big, pe- one Peloton in the middle of that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Gas mask from the sky. Mm-hmm. We're already at mile high. Let's go higher. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's take this thing higher. That's let's what go the Everest. That's what the Doctor of Cardio is doing for Team Three. Yeah, let's take this thing up to Everest tonight. Doctor of Cardio. Yeah. What? PhD. What? I wonder how how the whole team came together. You know, when was Russ drafted? Third round? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like how – when did the team start to, to come together and how many – until it was complete, we're like, you know what, here we go. He's sitting there and he's like 14 people. He's like, this is it. This is our team. Well, and they're always, they're always looking to get better. You're right. You know, because that's what you're doing. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. There's no staying the same. So if no. he wakes up and he sees a doctor of cardio – and that Dr. Cardio had figured out how to do the Peloton better than the people that are on the TV of sure. the Peloton. Fucking bring that person on Team 3. Need him. That's the best. You Always see Russ getting run, run past call for his, from the whole sideline? You see that clip? What happened? Russ is making the whole team. Make sure you guys yell run pass to them, which is our defense when they're out there, when he was in Denver. Love that. I like from that. Seattle, that Seattle game, yeah. I do. I didn't grow up in the football culture. I guess that is just synonymous with the football culture there. We're putting our fours up, and we're saying ball when it's in the air and that whole thing. I do like the teammates that I had had that obviously were taught that this is definitely how you do it because there will always be like four or five guys yelling and other people like, oh, shit, we're doing it in the NFL still. It was interesting. Could you hear that on the field, I wonder? Could you? Some stadiums? During COVID. Oh, yeah. They should teach the crowd to fucking yell past yeah. the ball. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, you can trust them. When the ball's in the air. Hit him with a draw. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the whole crowd. Ball! Oh, shit! Oh, no. What are you guys? Run. It's like when the crowd like chants for a challenge. Challenge it! Mm-hmm. Challenge it! And then it's wrong, and there's never a... Oh. Fuck, why'd you challenge it? Yeah. If there's a fumble, does the, uh, does the crowd yell ball? Does, oh, yeah. does most of the crowd yell ball? I have to. I have to. I don't know. What do you say? Ball! Crowd used to tell me if it was a shank or not. Okay. Because, uh, you know, you'd hear a, well, oh. that, that is a terrible sound after you yeah. punt a ball. You know what I mean? Well, and if the For kicking, too. Oh, too. yeah, they know. Yeah. And then if they would hit- tell us. That was part. I was our discipline in, at Ohio State. When we are you, we were rushing a field goal or an extra point, if you watched our tape, like, we're not allowed to turn around and look at the ball. Like, they said, the crowd will tell you if it goes in or not, guys. So, like, we don't ever. I, and I, at first, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And then I found myself doing it in the league and explained it to a couple other coaches. I'm like, I'm not looking. I'm just telling you right now. I know, the crowd will tell me. You know, the best part about that is the guys that do look and then offensive lineman just gets a... <laughs> they TJ Langia. Have you ever seen that clip of TJ? Dude jumps and he just annihilates uh-huh. this kid. Boom. Oh, is that ball going in? I don't know. Bang. Bang. Sorry about it. And we're going to chip you too. Right here. 
Right in the ribs. Bam. That didn't happen to the Panthers players, but there were a few Panthers players who, you know, turned around to watch Cade York's kick, and they were celebrating in the beginning, and then it slowly turned back in. And then How about right him just hitting a fucking draw on yeah. that thing? How about him just turning that over? Beauty. The McPherson one was the best, though. So it's a 27-yard chip shot. Everyone's standing behind. And then, it, and then he misses it, and you see everyone in the crowd. It's 29. Please. So bummed. It's 29, yeah. 29 yards. It wasn't his fault. We know that. Six extra feet. Yeah. Well, McPherson is saying, I got to make that kick, I'd assume, because how competitive he is and how little he's missed that. But he was pretty much set up to be fucked there. Yeah. Yeah. He'll bounce back. He's Money yeah. Mac. He'll be fine. Right. Plus, they have the Cowboys. So... They fucking stink. You talk about Cooper Cush? Yeah. Cush. All right, let's get the hell out of here. What a day. Can't thank you all enough. Hammer is in like 10, 15 minutes or so. The link that is in the chat is to our big brain football. We currently have a same game parlay live up on FanDuel right now. If you want to ride with us, cool. If not, they have no sweat bets for plus 400 or more. Uh, I'm not sure if these numbers are moving, I guess. Yeah, they will continue to, especially as people oh. place this parlay bet. Yeah, they were moving I, because we promoted it all, and then we looked at the sports. Still the same now. Okay, okay. so this is all back right. to the beginning. It had moved, yeah. and now it's all the way back. But we are primed to hit this week. And this is plus 1350, plus a, over a, plus 1,000 at least, Huge. no matter where you're at. Four legs seem attainable. Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert are going to want to make every play. They're going to want to extend plays. They're going to be able to be on the move with how good the defenses are. Let's assume they pick both those up in two plays. One play for Patty, one play for Herbert. We got two check boxes on our parlay. Travis Kelsey's going to score a touchdown, even if Derwin James is incredible, which he definitely is. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, when they need it, they're going to find each other. He's going to hit pay dirt. And we just assume this is the one that I'm worried about. Chargers are going to cover four and a half, even though Chiefs might win yeah and if you do want to uh no sweat with us on this same game parlay make sure you opt in because uh you don't get your uh free bets free bets back no if you sweat. don't opt in okay opt and, in and we don't and that's not our fault yeah it's not we don't no. Wanna, no. also you should definitely opt in not gonna matter tonight though because we're hitting that so you don't yeah. really have to worry about losing True. lock True. tie you know what i mean that's what i'm talking about hell yeah how about chuck pagano early goes derwin what's this and connor goes how do you get in here <laughs> He's not, here. He's not here, Coach. It's the Chiefs locker. I laughed so hard, dude. I heard you saying a couple things, too. I could hear what you were probably like in team meetings through that uh, little moment we had there. Well, I just like how Chuck is. Love the energy, guys. That's so Shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm in, in that thing, I sat row two, left center, probably like L2, L3, looking out from stage, stage left, I guess would be what that's called. Me and Vinny right next to each other. Stage two, you know what I mean? Kind of second row up. And then the D-line's in the back. The offensive line's in the back. Then you got the guys in the middle that are just like probably bottom of roster, just trying to, you know, figure it out there. If you can win over that whole room, man, you are in a good spot. But it is. He says one wrong name or gets caught up in something in the middle. That's whoa, 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 whoa. What? You know, a lot of. A lot of that type of shit. Good energy in there, man. I loved it. I loved everything about it. That was great. I mean, I think it's cool how he how he explained. Like, remember when he was saying Kelsey? If Kelsey's lined up in here, like in the red zone, if he's like in a wing or whatever, you better keep you better be alert for whatever's going on. He, he went through his little motion and what he does. That's something that, like, during the game and throughout the week in practice, you'll have guys on. The, like, if you're on the offense there and you're watching your defense practice, you're like, hey, hey, they'll start yelling if they see Kelsey in the red zone period in any of those locations. So it actually like. It has carryover to the whole team. I enjoyed them. Uh, him talking about the Arizona Cardinals running hurry-up 
on like um, third or fourth downs yeah. or whatever. And if it, they'll run their exotics, if we can pick it up on the hurry up, we got hey, we got a lot of plays we can make yeah. basically mm-hmm. if you're the Chargers team, and they might do that. But damn, we were in for a good one tonight. I can't wait to watch. We'll be back tomorrow with a feel good Friday. Um, I think I'm going to be. I got a I got a text. So this is what people do now. Do you want to be surprised or do you want to know? And I'm like, oh, interesting. What's it about? I'm like, well, it's about the show. I'm like, uh, our show, game day show. They're like, uh, your show. I'm like, oh, do they get the show? Do I let them run with the surprise? Always surprise guy. I'm always a surprise guy. We'll figure it out. But what at week two, what a surprise doesn't go well. Well, then you know going forward, hey, no more surprises with this shit. And then if it's good, though, then you know if they have surprises that going forward, if they good say there's a surprise, it's going to be a good surprise. This is real early to put this type of trust in a relationship. Yeah, but it might is. as well you know, get it done now. Depends on who it is, too. You hope it's not week 17. Good people. I respect the people. Then get surprised. Yeah, they get one chance. All right, big surprise coming tomorrow. All right, here we go. Oh. Here we go. Oh. I don't know what it is. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out tomorrow. I'm going to be surprised. They gave me the old, do you want to be surprised or act surprised? I'm like, well, I don't act surprised because yeah. I have a bad, bad poker face. Mm-hmm. Well, we thought that was going to go a lot different. It's probably my, mm-hmm. as opposed to, oh, I can't believe that oh happened. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Like, for instance, we had a rabbit come in and do a magic trick. You remember that? <laughs> That's oh, yeah. right. And I was genuinely surprised. But me well, being sweet. an asshole, I couldn't help but just look through the eyeball of, and I saw the person I wearing uh, the rabbit oh, there. I'm like, why are you doing this with your life? Why is this? And I kind of fucked up the whole magic trick. But I enjoyed that genuine moment of being surprised. Who else? You guys brought in another fucking here. We had a clown. Clown oh, came no. in. Oh, yeah. Genuinely surprised. I enjoyed it. Me being an asshole, though, through the whole thing, not really letting the clown do the clown thing, <laughs> was rude of me. But I enjoyed it. Like, I thought it was also yeah, mm-hmm. really good stuff, you know? So, like, I thoroughly enjoy being surprised because immediately upon something happening that I don't know, I try to dissect everything that's going on as soon as possible. And I think it can make for pretty good, pretty good, pretty good entertainment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Big surprise coming surprise. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Hammer dines in about 10, 15 minutes. If you could be a friend, tell a friend about Big Brain Football. The link at YouTube is the only place we can run the full um, segment in its entirety. That is due to a contract that the NFL has with people that aren't us on different platforms. So it's really interesting threading a needle here on what we're allowed to do, what we're not allowed to do, on which platform. The Big Brain Football will live on YouTube in its entirety. We will use every other platform to hopefully put out little commercial segments for it. Let's make that one do well. I think it's going to be good for the players and be good for the game. I'm very thankful for everybody. I'm very thankful for you, AJ, you, Tone, you, Toxic Table, everybody in the back. Kurt Warner was awesome today. Darius was awesome today. Coach Pagano was awesome today. Von Miller was awesome today. And the game tonight is going to be incredible. What a beautiful Thursday. Hell yeah. Congrats to Luke Combs being a guest picker this weekend in App State. We announced that earlier. It's been a hell of a show. We can't thank you enough. You guys are the best. See you. Bye.